Okay, so we all know how ExpressVPN protects your privacy and security online. But here's something you might not know. You can also use ExpressVPN to unlock movies and shows that are only available in other countries. This whole week I've been using ExpressVPN to binge The Office on UK Netflix. It's so simple to do, I just fire up the ExpressVPN app, change my location to UK, refresh Netflix, and that's it. ExpressVPN lets you control where you want sites to think you're located. You can choose from over 100 countries, so just think about all the Netflix libraries you can go through. There are hundreds of VPNs out there, but the reason I use ExpressVPN to watch shows is because it's ridiculously fast. There's never any buffering or lag, and you can stream in HD no problem. So if you want to get access to hundreds of new shows, use my link right now, expressvpn.com lorehammer, and you can get an extra three months off ExpressVPN for free. That's expressvpn.com lorehammer, expressvpn.com lorehammer to learn more. Welcome to Lorehammer, episode 29, Life of a Tau. Hello and welcome back to Lorehammer, the only podcast that asks you to lie yourself and tell yourself you're a good person. My name is Eric. We ask them to do that? I do, all the time. I want people to believe that there's something they're not. Oh, jeez. You're better than you really are, Mark. <laughs> no, he's not. Yes, I am. Yes, you are. I, I, yes. Yes, you are. I'm Mark. Hey. This is Jordan. What's Hi, happening? Hey, Jordan. How are, how are you? I'm well, sir. Thanks. Well, that's good to hear. And uh, joining us today again is Rio. Hi, guys. How are you doing? I'm doing pretty good. That's good. Anything crazy news-wise since the last time we talked? Um, Which was like five minutes ago, so probably nothing. <laughs> huh. <laughs> yeah. All the stuff great, we, great lead up there. Right, wasn't it? No, no, no. <laughs> Rio told us everything in his life beforehand, so I guess you guys don't get to hear any of that stuff. Yeah. Um. <clears throat> Well, today is uh, episode 29. We are talking about Tao and everything Tao life related. Um, it's just going to be really a build on of our last Tao episode. Yeah, well, we touched on a lot of these topics, but we're going to dive a little deeper into a lot of them. So uh, yeah, the main ones uh, being the, the cast systems yeah. and kind of how they are integral to the life of a Tao and yeah, really understanding the differences between them. We're going to talk about their language. Ooh, their <laughs> linguistics. Their their lexicon. Yes, yes. Yeah. Uh, another thing we're going to learn about their swear words. Yeah. Oh, yeah. <laughs> I have forty-seven unique Tao swear words that <laughs> okay. you what? too can learn. Why is it always like when you're getting like inundated in another language? The first thing you always learn are the curses. <laughs> because we're animals. <laughs> that's <laughs> we're uncivilized animals. That's true. That's not a. The a, first words I learn in other languages are you know love like want some fuck you know, like <laughs> stuff like that it just love sticks what, yeah. what language is that just gangster, <laughs> gangster. That's, that's not, what that's the language <laughs> no I mean, it's tough to speak and if you don't speak it right people will just they'll shoot they'll you pop a cap in yeah. you so i've heard <laughs> no so for all you people out there who want some fuck yeah um, yeah, but we'll, we'll expand on some of these topics. And, yes, uh, but today is all about Tao. Yeah. That's why our filthy Xenos lover friend is on. <laughs> Rio. Uh, huh? 
<laughs> Wait, where am I? <laughs> Guys, I thought this. I thought, I thought I we thought were just. This, I thought this was a podcast about economics. <laughs> <laughs> yes, the economics of Tao loving. <laughs> huh. So uh, to start off, we're gonna do our typical little game that we do. Eric, you're gonna ask us some true and false questions. I am. I am. Um, how many true and false questions have you come up with? <laughs> One. Perfect. Okay. But I will think of more as I ask that question. Uh, okay. You're a man of uh, many talents. Many talents. <laughs> sure. <laughs> one of, one of which with. is not podcasting. Ah. That is not a talent of mine. <laughs> okay. Uh, first question. Um, so true or false. So you have to say, I'm going to say a statement. You have to say whether it's true or false, obviously. So the statement I make before you, ultramarines are the best space marines ever i swear we've done this one like i did this one as like a troll one. did you really i i oh, that was where my, okay okay so I'll, I'll change i'll change it um space marines i think i did this one too are the ultimate fighting force of humanity <laughs> they are the best soldier that humanity has has made we'll go around the table yeah mark's Jordan. last true like the best chapter no, space marines. Space oh, marines are the best general. fighting oh, you, force. Oh, sorry, sorry. Yeah. Yeah, fighting force. I would say that's true. Yeah, I'd say that's true. I also would say that's true. I know what you're going to say, Eric. <laughs> you're going to say it's false because you're going to say custodes. Well, the custodes. <laughs> but, like, the custodes. They they're not a standing army. Yeah, and there's not enough of them. Like, they're if not you really took, a fighting force. Yeah, either. like. Well, they are now. Yeah, they are. are but they? like, if There's you took all the custodes and you, but they, do they actually leave the planet? Yeah. Oh, they do. Yeah. Pretty, it's pretty new, but they do. Yeah. Oh. Yeah. That's new yeah. to me. Yeah, it's new within like the last year. Like they've got models. And but stuff. if like all of the custodes faced all of the space marines, who would win? I think all the space marines yeah. would win. Pretty just because of sheer numbers. Yeah. Well, they have like a million compared to ten thousand. They also have like all their support vehicles, where custodes don't have as yeah. much like support vehicles. In my mind, anyways, who knows? Yeah, there is a story of like a thousand custodes dropping into an orc encampment and killing hundreds of thousands of orcs in like Inside. a matter of seconds. Yeah. So who knows? Games Workshop is pretty skewed. So Right. It depends on who's <laughs> writing the current story. Yeah, exactly. Yes. Um, <clears throat> Trick question. Thank you, Eric. You're, you're welcome. <laughs> All right. Let's get into the real meaty topic. Uh, the Necron is the biggest threat that the galaxy has to face. True or false? Definitely false. I'm going false. I'm going false. I would say false as well. Wow. First of all, first of all, everyone can leave. Okay. Uh, no. Yeah. Obviously, Tyranids is the biggest threat that the galaxy has to face. Obviously. Oh, I thought bad lore would have been the biggest well, threat to the galaxy. Yeah. Like you know, Primaris Marines. Like I that kind of. I stuff. didn't think we were getting into the meta. Oh, okay. Of it. Um, let, let's do another question. Um, a guardsman can never truly retire. I won't go first. No, you're not allowed to go first. No. False. False. A guardsman can never truly f- retire. False. True. So they can retire or they can't? Do you think they can or they can't? Oh, I think they can. So what would that make my answer? It, you'd need to say false. <laughs> then I will say false. <laughs> okay. Okay. Yeah, a guardsman can retire. Um, but a lot of times, even when they retire, they take on other duties. Like planetary ruling, help. Mm. Like isn't yeah, isn't it maybe less combat roles and more yes, administrative? Yes, administrative. Mm. But you can definitely retire. Um, we did it. 
That was it. That's all I wow. got. We all won. I, I'm pretty sure, like, when we were writing this out, I was like, don't worry. Like, I'll make the questions because you did it last time. <laughs> yes. That's why Eric doesn't do that. Um, the next thing I have on our topic is send nudes. And then in brackets <laughs> of your army's backstory. That's what I want. What I what I really uh, want. So last our last episode that we released was a bonus episode of um, House or Arrowkiss, Arrow, Arrow which which is not related to Dune in any way. Arrowkiss is actually my last name spelled backwards. So because yeah. a p- couple people are like, huh, nice Dune reference. I'm like, what's Dune? <laughs> <laughs> Only like oh. the greatest sci-fi story yeah, ever. Seriously. <laughs> what the? F- <laughs> what is wrong with you? What? is wrong with you two <laughs> honestly dune is amazing sure, rule, no, rule sure the spice is. rule the galaxy isn't yes. it something like that um <laughs> he who controls the yeah, spice yeah. controls the galaxy yeah mm. yeah no so <sighs> dune is great it's so good it's so good yeah. uh, i have like all four books oh, and I, they have like a, a cover where if you lay all books side by side it creates just like one really long picture oh, sweet. let's just, i just have the first one but yeah it's by a show good. of hands in this room, who thinks 40K is better than Dune? Okay, one, two, three, four. We all think 40K <laughs> no is better than No single person <laughs> raised their hand. So Not even you. <laughs> you didn't even raise no your hand. No one's watching. I don't have to, okay? <laughs> Where's the integrity of this podcast? This podcast was built on ethics, integrity, and morals, and by God, we're going to stand by it. <laughs> Oh wait, no, that's our other podcast. This one that's has the none economics of, podcast. Yeah, yeah, this one has none of those things. <laughs> no integrity, no ethics, no moral. So yeah, um, in my episode, I said like, if you guys have uh, your own custom lore, send it to us. We want to do a bonus episode where we're gonna read your lore. So get in contact with us. Send us your lore. It doesn't have to be super long, but it does have to be like like it doesn't even have to be super original. Like no, I just want to no. hear about your chapter yeah. that you've made, right? Yeah. Like the the thing is, like just write it out so we can actually know it. Like, yeah. yeah, and then we'll we'll probably read it. We'll send some questions back that yeah. we think people might have, and, and then we want to share it if that's okay with you. But we also, even if you say it's not okay for us to share. Like we still just want to read it because we like we we yeah, we're a I'll, sucker for that stuff. I'll change a couple things so if it's like <laughs> right, the so planet the is full of dogs, and I'm like the planet's full of cats. No, you'll just lives. change a couple things and then plagiarize it and <laughs> yeah. say it was right. yours. Yeah. Yeah. I <laughs> bet even if I just read it naturally, enough things will change due to my reading ability <laughs> that it'll be a completely different story. Yeah. So the person who wrote it will be like, "This sounds oddly familiar. <laughs> there just were no cats on my planet." <laughs> yeah, but, but yeah, send us your stuff. We'd love to read it, and we really want to do a bonus episode where we share your guys's stuff so that'd be sweet i know a couple people have already messaged me and like yeah i'm writing it up now so yes i'm um, super excited to read all yeah absolutely send it to us and when we feel like we got enough uh stuff for a bonus episode we'll release it so yeah cool 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 all right um next thing on the docket patreon update um so i think three episodes (laughs) it does exist (laughs) we do have a patreon in case you're ever wondering about giving us money we are more than happy to take that out of your pockets just to cover administrative things for us as well as potentially buy some upgrades but we did have a rewards tier we started doing it and then realized it's costing us more money than what we bring in than you're worth than that (laughs) our fans are worth more money than our fans are worth oh i think is i didn't want to put it that way yeah i think that's the exact words you said to me though in private conversation (laughs) in confidence is do you have that recorded anywhere yes if you're in my room you're being filmed (laughs) yes (laughs) 
oh, if you're in my room, you're being filmed. Um, yeah, so we've changed it to where we have removed our rewards from Patreon. Uh, if you were supposed to receive one and we missed you somehow, please don't freak out. Just send us a message Just and we'll send, send it to you. Yes, of course. We will keep our commitments, but yeah. we will not make any more commitments. <laughs> yeah, exactly. Because we don't want to keep you them. and not to my cats. <laughs> <laughs> uh, Mark just threw off his wedding ring and threw it on the floor. <laughs> well, I took back my iPad today, so I'm feeling <laughs> awfully confident. Yeah, yeah. Until she actually gets home. Yeah. And she's it. like, where's my iPad? Sends <laughs> Mark the quick text. That's when you're just going to start sweating right in front of us. <laughs> yeah. Uh, and then the next one I have is number, I guess it's all it's listed here is Mark's public service announcement. Ah, yes. So I'm getting a little nervous. Yes. Yeah, um, all I wanted to say was uh, thanks, everyone, for messaging us on uh, Facebook. Um, chances are good when you're reading Facebook and you're talking to us. Uh, if it at the end of the message, it doesn't say a name, it's going to be me. If it says Eric, it's going to be Eric. So uh, just so and you Jordan guys... doesn't exist on Facebook. So no, no, he's got eight jobs, a wife. <laughs> he's... I don't know what he does with a his life. Time. A life. Is that what... Yeah, he has Is that what life. I'm missing? That's what neither of us have. Huh. Something to that effect, yes. <laughs> yeah. Wait, you have things you do in the day other than Warhammer? What I think f- I do, yeah. <laughs> That's weird. Uh, what a miserable existence you live. <laughs> um, but yeah, like you, you'll be talking to me. So if you want to specifically talk to Eric, uh, just you know, tag him or whatever, talk to Jordan, or even if you want to like talk to one of the guests that we've had like if you want to send real a message just tag it otherwise i'm going to be talking to you and yeah oh now yeah you, now you know it's me <laughs> it's, it's yeah me. <laughs> sorry to disappoint <laughs> you guys <laughs> it's always mark that was a really wholesome psa i was expecting. <laughs> oh yeah i was very nervous oh, you're expecting a rat mark's rant of the day uh, a 40K yeah, rant? yeah. <laughs> no that's at the end of the oh, episode right. yes where i get to rant about <laughs> where people can just turn it off yeah exactly <laughs> So, uh, um, yeah, that's uh, that's all. Let's uh, jump cool. into the episode. Yeah, let's talk about some Tao, boys. Tao. Some, some Tao. Tao. <laughs> well, technically, Tao. Tao. How do the native Tao say it? Tao. Wow, Jordan, this is no, a little no. too... Add more of a Japanese accent on <laughs> oh, there. Tao. <laughs> <laughs> there we go. It's a terrorism. <laughs> Have you seen that guy who like he goes around just looking at car models and he like hundred like no. civic It's just on YouTube. If you just do like uh, it's just an Asian guy, racist like, Japanese man. No, probably. I mean he's he is Japanese, so I think it's fine. Oh, I think you're okay. allowed to do it oh, okay. if that's that's the case. Um, anyone else though? Shame, 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 shame. 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 That includes you, Jordan. Shame on me. Shame. <laughs> we will do the circle of shame. I asked them not to do this. Okay, let's just let's get right into this. Um, so the first thing we're going to talk about Tao is the uh, lexicon, which is really just their language and everything we know about it. Yeah, and uh, which isn't he, a lot. It's not a lot, like. It's not like Tolkien where, like, when he talks about, like, Elvish languages, like, he actually wrote out the entire Elvish language, you know? like Yeah, and he wrote, like, actually, the grammar and, yeah. like, conjugation of verbs and all yeah. that stuff. Where, you know, Games Workshop is not good like that. Um, no. Nor, 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 nor should they have to be. We no. don't need a fully fleshed out Tao language. I mean, it would be cool. It would be cool. But it's not necessary. Yeah. Mm-hmm. But so here's kind of what we know about uh, the Tao lexicon. 
So with Tao, they um, convey very large and comprehensive meanings uh, through a very compact words and sentences. They talk in a lot of idioms. Yeah, it seems like they do. So they'll they'll just use a lot of like alleg- allegory and like, but so the thing is like it doesn't translate over. So they like say something that's like three like uh, syllables yeah. or whatever, and then in the human translation, it's like a full sentence in the meaning that they're trying to convey with that. Yeah. So Tao language doesn't translate very well, and it seems that when we go from Tao to yeah. human, it stretches out very, yeah, very like, far. And when, when you're kind of looking through like their lexicon, like they probably don't have like the word the, of. Like It's like they're just like speaking like nouns and verbs. Like That's kind of what I... Who knows? But it it's... It's not a fully developed language, yeah. but it seems like the translations we have yeah. are ideas. It's yeah. very um, like, rare that we get direct. Things. A, a good example is like when you get to their names, like they have their name, but like it's not like uh, from the fire cast, from the planet. Like they don't have from in it or like right. Yeah. Personal yeah. name. Like they don't have that where if we were to translate it into English. It wouldn't it, make sense to like the the it wouldn't work. For no, us. no. Our structure we would have to would, add. Things yeah. To so but mm-hmm. having said that, once again, like. Games Workshop is not language making, you know. No. So no, they're not. They're, they're not. not they're not getting uh, a linguist to come in yeah. and help them with the Tao yeah. language. So. But that would be cool. It would be. Yeah. It would be interesting. Yeah. Um. Another thing that they commonly use is a form of sign language, uh, where it can help them express ideas. Yeah. Uh. So like our sign language regularly is like our face. Like we express emotions and we can change like the way that we're trying to get a point across. Like, we can say the same yeah, sentence. Like, upward eyebrows, like, raised eyebrows. Like, yeah. oh, inflection almost. Or, like, what do you think? Like, mm-hmm. that's right. how we kind of communicate. Or, like, a scowl or a frown yeah. or, or a little curly smile. <laughs> no or, curly curl. You know, just trying to get a little point across. <laughs> but that, so, like, the, how we use our face as expressions, they'll use their hands. Another reason is it's great for combat use. Yeah. Where you can just hand signal. Yeah, but and like every race is going to have a little bit form, but theirs is actually very closely tied in with their language. Yeah, um, when we're playing like our tower RPG, which we're going to talk about a little bit in this episode, the one guy always makes sure to like uh, gesture with his hands, and he's like, "I gesture this feeling with my hands." Like, yeah, because mm-hmm. he actually read a book, and what apparently that's he what read they a do. book. I know, I don't, I don't approve, <laughs> but apparently. I thought we burned all books in the streets. <laughs> but yeah. All right. Uh, and the last thing we're going to talk about about their language is uh, just the naming convention, because that's probably the most the part we know about the most about yeah. the Tao. Um, so there's three different parts to every Tao full name. The first being uh, their caste. The second being their uh, home planet or their sept that they're from. And then the third. Wait, no, we're missing one. There's four. There's also your rank. I, I guess. Yeah. But rank and cast are kind of the same. Maybe not. Okay, maybe there's four, four yeah, parts. Yeah, four. Sure. Yeah, I don't know why we didn't write four. It doesn't so matter. But. Your, your cast, your home planet, your rank within your cast, and then personal achievements or some characteristic about yourself. Mm. So what we've done um, is we've actually created town names for all of us. Uh, Rio and Jordan, we've created a town name for oh. you. Um, Let's start with Rio. Of oh. course. You want to start with Rio? I want to start with Rio. Okay, go ahead. So his name is Rio. Yeah. So his uh, uh, Tao name translated into high goth or low gothic would be ethereal highest earth <laughs> beloved. Oh. 
because we beloved you. Beloved, you are beloved. Beloved by us. Yeah. And that would translate okay. into... <laughs> so? Uh, not that I'm saying there's anything wrong with that. <laughs> if I want to touch another man's knee in my podcast room, Jordan, I'm going to christen this room. Great. First, mix, first person to christen it. Yes. Um, and his towel name would be Un, which would be his cast, O, Terra, Kesha. Hmm. <laughs> Kesha? I, I, I Isn't that sure. some kind of musician? Yes. Who's also beloved? <laughs> okay. We, to be fair, we did make up the last name. They yes. didn't have a beloved, so we just We made even up. looked. We even looked. Thank we, you. We looked for like a long time. We're like, oh, what about, what were some of the other things we tried to look for? Ah, uh, I don't even know, but I, I they were all a similar feeling. Though, yeah, I just remember like we're looking for it, and eventually Mark was like, "Eric, we actually have to plan the episode. Like, you can't <laughs> just search Tao like dictionaries for these words." I, um, I thought you were going to insult me at first. I thought you were going to like. No, That's, no one we, would ever do that to you. We saved that for Christian oh, okay. and Jordan and Jordan. <laughs> yeah, sorry, Jordan. Uh, <laughs> let's read Jordan's next. Okay. <laughs> All right, so Jordan's low gothic uh, is Earth, which is his cast, because I, he's a worker. I vowed, though, or I, I said that he shouldn't have a cast, because he's just a free man on the land. He does his own thing. He doesn't That's believe right, in right? the caste system. He's just, but like, he, he doesn't belong anywhere. He's here's not the wanted thing, anywhere. Here's the thing about the caste system. You're born into it. So regardless of whether or not ah. he doesn't subscribe to Middle our... finger to the caste. <laughs> Regardless of if he doesn't subscribe to our image of what the caste system is, Jordan, you have no choice. You're born. No, the caste system is a social construct. It's, <laughs> it's also a physical one, as you'll see. Yeah. Um, but so Jordan is from the Earth caste. He is a uh, worker. That's his rank. He's from the Earth sept. And his characteristic or descriptor is hipster oh god very <laughs> fitting very so his just friend, look at that hair quaff he's got going i don't even i haven't even looked at my hair this morning exactly he woke up like this yeah. that's the hipster but he's totally lying he spent a half hour getting that yeah. hair no i bet those glasses i literally rolled out of bed and set up the mics <laughs> so your translation uh would be fiola terra hipster that's perfect <laughs> direct translation direct, it's wow. the direct translation and we did find that how creative Absolutely. Yeah. we actually added that on the wikipedia page the, for Tao. the hipster word for Tao is hipster yeah yes. i don't know uh, like in such a big galaxy it's yeah. bound to happen that of that course happens, there's going to be know? some crossover jordan yeah. okay okay um mark and i actually fought over my name yeah Mark says for way too long for much, and, and, this, and way too heated. Yeah, What's and this to was fight on about? the this was on the backlash of a like an argument that we had like ten minutes before. So we were already all worked up yeah, over yeah. a pointless <laughs> exactly. argument. So then we reached this and we're like, we make eye contact. Like, like it's fight? going fucking down right now. <laughs> that sounds about right. <laughs> wow, first Mario, I love you. Just don't ever change. <laughs> um, so I said I was an Earthcast member because I'm just a worker. And Mark said, no, Eric, you're a filthy bureaucrat. No, uh, no, I, I said uh, administrator slash right. merchant or trader. Yes. Um, which, all right, here's the reality. I work in a bank. 
uh, in a retail bank. So you know what? You tell me. Am I earth cast or am I water cast? Yeah. I'm curious. <laughs> in the end, it doesn't really matter. But please don't say water cast. Please don't validate this. I'll man's rally work. all my people behind me and we'll nominate for one you. day for one dollar a day. You can make sure that Eric is not a water cast <laughs> member. What's so bad about being water cast? No, actually, I enjoy water cast. Yeah. And like. That's like what I. That's what my character plays too. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Like even your personality in real life, you're talkative and annoying, always trying to persuade and argue people oh, to death. That's rude, but okay. That hurts more than you'd think. So, Earth <clears throat> Senior, because you're a, a senior manager at a bank, apparently. Yes. Something like that. Somehow people trust you with their money. Well, filthy banks. They shouldn't. <laughs> filthy, filthy banks. It's like that South Park, and it's gone. <laughs> like, do you actually know how many times that would have fit in my life, in my everyday conversations? <laughs> Someone's giving me their money, I put, and it's gone. What do you mean it's gone? <laughs> Bank took it. Bye. Thanks for, thanks for coming. Thanks for coming. See you next month, where we'll take your money again. Uh, so, Earth. Uh, that's the cast. My rank is senior. My Terra is my sept is Terra, and my characteristic is redhead. Mm. Mm. It's perfect. Uh, so my that is all where does people... that come from? <laughs> uh, from the Latin term redheadius. No, no. Where does the origins of his name come from? I don't understand. <laughs> uh, completely fictional. Oh, okay, <laughs> I am not a redhead. Uh, and my translation is Fio Yui. Terra and then Redhead didn't exist, so we called it Cronshiv. <laughs> How did you come up with that? Literally, I, it was just random sounds out of our mouths. Okay. Once again, we spent way too much time, way too on much time this section. trying to find words that uh, would translate. Yeah. Okay, and then Mark, go ahead. Uh, I am Mark. I Earth Senior, Earth Excessive One. <laughs> so Earth being your cast, yeah. Senior being your rank, yeah. Earth being your sept and your characteristic being excessive one. Yeah, yeah. Um, yeah, and my, in Tao it would be foi you terra, fo you terra dry. And, Close. Uh, oh, okay. Here, Mark, you can read just so I can show you up in reading. Okay, Eric. <laughs> That's enough out of you. <laughs> but yeah, so those would be our Tao names. Uh, like, as you see, like, when Tao talk to each other from other, like, when... A fire warrior talks to an Earth cast member, like they would say this whole name. Yes, like to it, it other is, people. The Tao, the Tao language is also an extremely formal language. Yeah. Um. So, like steeped in like their like tradition and history, right? So you get these people. Like if Mark and I are even, even if we're both Earth cast members, yeah. if we are not familiar with each other, we're still saying these full names. Yeah. Right. Until we become, we get that relationship. Yeah. And you know we bond. But like. If we had to translate it to, uh, like, low gothic, it'd be, like, calling, I don't know any of your middle names, but Eric Matthew Soltek. Yeah, like, that's, oh, that is. Yeah. that's oh. what I would say, like, every time to you. Like, yes. they use the full name. Exactly. So, yeah, until you gain yeah. that level of relationship where it's okay to just call each other I'm, by I'm Eric. pretty sure there are, like, actual cultures yeah. that exist. That well, the that. Japanese culture actually calls everyone by their surname. And it's, oh, okay. it's very rare to call someone by their first name right. unless you're actually friends with them. Mm -hmm. Yeah. And, and as we know, like, Tower, very heavily based on... Like an honor culture? Weebs. Or no? No, on Japanese. Weebs. Yeah. They have, like, oh, a very yeah. like, Japanese feel to them. They, I think they've kind of gotten away from that a recently. A little bit, but... Very recently, though. Yeah. It definitely... 
Yeah. If you get I, into any of the earlier Tao stuff, you definitely pick up on that. Yeah. But. It, it just feels like... It feels like every single person, like, the person who originally created it, you can totally see what kind of, like, personality they had. Like, the person who created Space Marines was like... Oh, yeah. I like big, muscular men. Yes. Yeah, big armor. I really like it. It's really cool. Really, really Roman. I really like the Roman architecture and, <laughs> and the Roman structure. And then the person who created Tao was just like, oh, Japanese. Like, yeah. so cool. It, it's all just where they spent a year uh, <laughs> doing like, high school. Yeah, yeah right. exactly. Yeah, yeah that, and that's what kind of art race they created. Yeah. So. That makes complete sense. Yeah. Uh, another cool thing. Hey, tell us what your Tao name is. Right? It'd be cool. I don't know if I'd say that's a cool thing. I but. think it would be cool. I want to start calling people by their <laughs> formal town name. And next week we'll do our orc names. <laughs> I wouldn't mind that. Uh, you just- what? What? <laughs> Nothing. What What's the mutation that you have, Mark? <laughs> and trust me, it's a mutation because it's not real. <laughs> all right. Uh, well, that's pretty much all we know for the language. Let's dive right into the next section, which is the casts. And the cast is going to uh, eat up a large chunk of what we're talking about today. So, the... What? Oh, nothing. Oh. Thanks uh, for sharing. Hey, you're welcome. Anytime. Anytime you want to have me on the podcast, just let me know. <laughs> uh, so the first cast we're going to talk about is the ethereal or celestial cast. And they are their cast is... It's spelled A-U-N. So however you want to pronounce that. Aun? On? 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 I would do on. Yeah. I know. I only rely on Jordan's pronunciations. Jordan, how would you After pronounce? his... Uh... Ciao! <laughs> what, what's the word? A-U-N. A-U-N. <laughs> Perfect. Yes. But this, so the Ethereals uh, is the newest cast to come out of the Tau. Um, it's not one of the original ones through their regular evolution. They appeared much later. Yeah. Um, when we did our first Tau episode, we really talked more about uh, the Montka and like that's like the time before the, the Dark the Terror. So we won't touch too much on that no. again. But yeah. So if you want to know a history of uh, how the Ethereals all came to be, just go listen to episode 11, which is our Greater Good episode. Uh, the Greater Good yeah, the, episode? The Greater Good? <laughs> <laughs> right? So that will explain how the Ethereals came to be. Um, but currently, the Ethereals are, they are philosophers. Uh, they possess great knowledge and wisdom, and it's them who tell all the Tao what the Greater Good is. Which is what? Well, it's the good of the greater. Oh, yes, of course. <laughs> Silly me. How <laughs> did you? I thought that was pretty obvious. Uh, so the um, the ethereals are the one who are the kind of the driving force and the motivation behind the greater good. They're the yeah. ones who are pushing for an expansion mm-hmm. of what the greater good is and a... Well, they introduced the greater good, right? Yeah, they did. Yeah, yeah. definitely. Yeah. But they're also the ones who are like, not only do we have the greater good now, but we need to share it right. with the entire galaxy. Um, when we did our last episode, the one quote that you said, Rio, that always... Uh, it like stuck out is the philosopher kings like in the truest extent of uh the term like they rule everyone but they're also philosophers like mm-hmm. so yeah. a philosopher senate mm-hmm. yeah yeah <laughs> yeah it's true so the there's um just like with any cast uh there are rankings within it 
and I don't have their Tao translations. I just have their literal translations, so what we would ascribe their ranking to. Yeah. And going from uh, least important to most important, mm-hmm. I have prince, prelate, king, holy, and highest. So even their lowest rank is called a prince, yeah. which is pretty yeah like when you look at the other ranks it's pretty nice to have your lowest rank be called yeah. a prince yeah <laughs> would you say that the caste system favors being an ethereal no it's not it's not about <laughs> fairness mark everyone has a place <laughs> and a place for everyone <laughs> in the caste system just be happy with your damn place <laughs> i accept um so the lower ethereals, like the princes, mm-hmm. will rule, um, not rule, that's a bad word, they will help guide, guide yes, yes <laughs> small towns and uh, settlements with higher ranking ethereals overseeing uh, entire septs or mm-hmm. planets. Yeah. So it really shows that these are the ones who are making big decisions. Yeah. yeah. Yeah, you could kind of see like a prince is in charge of a town, a prelate's in charge of a city. A king is in charge of a planet. Mm-hmm. A holy is probably like on the like, highest. The, yeah, holy is on like the the senate. The council. Yeah, the council. And then yeah. the highest is like the highest rank. Yeah, there's only one highest? I think so. But don't quote me on that. Yeah, I'm not entirely certain. Like, but I know on Va is like considered the highest. Mm-hmm. And there's only one on Va, right? Yeah. I, yes, he is. On Va is like his name. Yeah. Yeah. But oh, okay. uh, I think he's. But the, e- even when you say On Va, that's I know, not, that's his, not name. his name. His, right. That's his rank and, and his, his uh, cast. Mm-hmm. Un is the cast, Va is the rank, yes. which is higher than O, which is highest. He, that doesn't make sense listening to me say it. <laughs> but it makes sense. Yeah, I, I think it's. Yeah. So I think there's just the reason why he doesn't exist in like the regular cast flow is because he is a singular yeah. person. Yeah. yeah. And, and even a lot of these steps to have um smaller ranks inside of them. Like well when you get into like the fire warriors, they they have a couple different ones that are not the major ranks like they have uh um, Well, there's I the, think it's called Kel or something. The recruit rank? No, well, no, there's even a There's even one. ones lower than that. Yeah. Okay. Oh, no, no, no. It, higher than that. Like, uh, a Fireblade member, he has his own special rank. Even like, though he's still a law? No, no never mind. Okay. Rank. Never mind. <laughs> Let's just, do Ethereals. Just know that there there are different, there are extra ranks added into all of them. These are right. just the main ones. Yeah. Yes. Okay, that's a good yes. thing to say. So, apparently, some of the, the Ethereals, they'll lead, like, Firecast into battle sometimes. So, what rank would that be that would lead them into battle? Um, I like don't a prince or so. I remember when we were doing the firecast. Uh, that is definitely going to come up again, but I don't believe it ever said there's a specific ethereal rank that yeah. needs you need to be a specific rank before okay. you do that. It just you just need to be an unethereal. Yeah. Right, right. And yeah. that is just that in and of itself is important. Yeah. yeah. Do they they don't actually really fight though, do they? They're kind of more just there for inspiration. Yeah. They like, did release a cool ethereal model in armor. Oh yeah? Yeah, but I think it's so, pretty sweet. No, no, it's a cool model, but like when you look at the war gear that they have, they they have like ceremonial blades. Yeah. And if we know one thing about the Tau, we know that they're not super great in combat. <laughs> oh. Every Tau player should always run into combat against Necron people. Flip that gun and barrel around so it's now like a bu- it's a rank. Now, now you're swinging it like a baseball exactly, bat. Exactly, yeah. it's a club. Yeah, exactly. That's how Tau work. 
But yeah, I don't think they say which rank mm. is you don't have to specifically like. Oh, okay. I'm sure you could make a reason for any of them. Like maybe mm. uh, if you're a prince and your town has like a large population of fire warriors and it's their first time going into battle, that prince might go with them. Mm. Like you could make a story just to reason. offer support. Yeah, and see if anyone runs away. <laughs> yeah, so you could make a case for any of them. Um, so the entire ethereal cast answers to the council of the highest or the ethereal high council that's the same name and that council lives on tau which is the main set world yeah it's the first world that's their origin yeah that's their terra Mm -hmm. um so that's where their council of ethereals live and that's where every decision is made for the race yeah um so our next point is that ethereals do sometimes accompany uh the fire cast into battle as an inspirational and moral support mm. if you want to believe that <laughs> but that's between you and the greater good um but it all has to do with the size of well the majority of the time it has to do with the size of firecast assembly that's put together mm. so you'll see in our firecast that there actually reaches a point where you have to have an ethereal present. Oh, yeah. I see. So anything like anything higher than this number has to have an ethereal just to make sure everything's going okay, hunky dory. <laughs> and if a if a tragedy befalls upon the ethereal, let's say he gets shot in the face by an orc sniper. Yeah. Then what? Well, then you realize that the greater good isn't so good, and you leave and you form your own enclave. Ah, perfect. Okay. Orcs have snipers. No, it's a 40, it's a 40k joke. <laughs> <laughs> I feel like they're... Hey, hey 40k is not funny. Um, there, there's, uh, I don't know if they have the patience to be snipers. No, there, there's uh, always stories about uh, pre- predominant uh, imperial citizens yeah. getting killed by orc snipers, but oh. it's really just the Inquisition killing them. Oh, oh, it's like, I no, orc, orc snipers did that. <laughs> oh, I get it. Okay. Yeah. yeah. Oh, boy. Yeah. But yeah, so if they're like... Uh, if uh, the ethereal dies, normally, like, the tower around them go into, like, a depression. Like, it's like seeing a, a religious figure essentially being yeah, killed. like a loved one. Yeah. But it, in some races, while this would inspire you to greater acts of, like, rage, maybe, yeah. or, like, heroism in the tower, it actually hurts them more than anything. Them? Yeah, it's a demoralize. Um, in, in the most part, there are some cases where it does, like, further yes, them on. Of course. But, There's always going to be yeah. that scenario. Um, just for a tabletop rule from way back in the day um if you, the ethereal died you'd have to roll a leadership test and if you failed you'd like flee off the board instantly like but your if, entire army yeah like you'd roll a leadership for everybody and if they failed then uh like they run off the board but if they pass then they're fearless for like the rest of the game like they've reached that point where they're just like mm. we yeah. don't care anymore yeah, yeah. And, and i think they got like some other increases too to a couple of things but you'd have to pass that leadership test tau don't have the best leadership so it's kind of one of those things where you really there was a real chance of you being knocked off the board yeah it's not like a space yeah. marine where it's like okay leadership 10 and roll and you got no no fear re-roll and <laughs> yeah, there exactly. you go okay you know yeah. like They've really reworked leadership yeah. how it, yeah, in the, current edition. Those were definitely older rules. Yeah. But. Back in fifth. Yeah. All right. Um, that's pretty much sums up the ethereals. Yeah. Like the only really important thing to know with them is that they are the leaders. Like they are the de facto leaders. And yeah. you, you do not argue with an ethereal. If an ethereal tells you to kill yourself, you kill yourself. <laughs> Don't point at me. <laughs> Don't put, put your fucking hand down. Oh. Jeez Louise. Sorry, I just dealing with some rage from 
Not a damn water cast, Mark. <laughs> but uh, yeah, um, if you did listen to episode 11, we also talked a lot about there on there about like how the Tau, act- the Ethereals actually control other Tau, but we don't need to read Speculation. It. Yeah. A lot so of just, speculation. Just, I really encourage you to go listen to that one and yeah. it'll really flesh out some of this stuff too and vice mm-hmm. versa. But. All right. The next cast and arguably the one we know the most about yeah. is the fire cast or the Shas. Jordan, how would you say S H A S? Shouse. There's no you in there. You just you don't know how they pronounce it. You asked me. I'm telling you. Good call. All right. The uh, the fire cast is their military cast. Yeah. And this would be like the most commonly seen like in the galaxy. Like. This especially most especially likely, if you're a Xenos interacting with the Yeah, town. this is yeah. what you're most likely going to see the most of. That's like, what a, pretty much all the models are, too. Right? Yeah, exactly. Yeah, they're not going like, to have EarthCast members. Yeah. <laughs> I'd kind of like to see one, though. It'd be kind of cool for, like, yeah. a, a siege or engineering bonus to something. Well, like, gives cool. you, like, a cover save or something. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Because yeah, yeah. they do have, like, AirCast models. Yeah. And they do have Ethereals, of course. But. So then they're just missing the water and the Earth. Yeah. Mm. But Interesting. Times are fun. Anyways... <laughs> So, the Firecast is responsible for fighting wars to either expand the greater good or protect what it is. Mm-hmm. Not just for fun, though. Eh, you never know. Never know. It could be in the greater good that it's time to have some fun, so you uh, just go exterminate the Pactruns. Yeah. No, but uh, I make that joke. <laughs> hmm, Eric. Because, <laughs> uh, like, some races generally enjoy fighting, where Tau as a whole, they... Don't it, it's necess- a means to an end exactly yeah, for them well like if you talk about the orcs like we definitely know the orcs stance on fighting yeah you know yeah. or even like if you talk about chaos space marines or something like that yeah. or even like, humanity man yeah I think yeah so. there are even instances of them where they're yeah. just yeah. like we're just gonna go have a good time and wreck a planet yeah, yeah. Exactly. Or what, what were those slug aliens called oh, oh the thyrus yeah, yeah, yeah the T- ones who are T-H-R-R-Y-R-U-S, yeah, something yeah. like that. They're, like, their whole purpose is like that. It's a display or yeah, whatever. performance. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> but yeah, like the Tau, like, they're not like a, a violent race as a whole. And yeah. they they do not just send fire warriors to the planet first. They try to negotiate. And we'll get into that a little mm-hmm. more when we talk about the yeah. water cast. I but. think that e- you can even tell by their style of combat. Like, they, they really don't get into it. They, like, try and stay as far away as possible and yeah. just... Uh, don't want to get their hands dirty, for yeah, sure. Exactly. Yeah. It, it feels very surgical yeah. with yes. how they're doing it. Like, it's a very emotionless, very logical thing, Yeah. you know, until the ethereal dies and they realize what they're doing is wrong. Then they go Anyways. into <laughs> foaming rage. <laughs> yes. But um, they are... The physiology of the fire cast, uh, like the individual member, is that they are generally larger um, than all the other casts. They have a quicker reflexes uh, just due to generations and generations of having to go through all this rigorous training to be a fire mm-hmm. cast member. Yeah. And, and uh, selective breeding, I'm sure. Of course. Well, yeah. because it's all within the cast, like a super ripped Tau male <laughs> is only ever mm, going juicy. to make the Tau baby... With another firecast female who's also body has been trained for battle. So then those genetics just keep getting yeah. passed down and passed down. Mm. So there's no there's no mingling. <laughs> this song's called Cast Mixing. Don't you do it. <laughs> Don't you put it in your mouth. <laughs> um so the <laughs> if you don't know what it is. Uh-oh. 
<laughs> Until you tell someone you love. <laughs> That's a Canadian thing, right? Is that a PSA? Is that what that is? Uh, I'm pretty sure. Yeah, it, it used to play on like old cartoons. <laughs> yeah. I'm yeah. pretty sure it's on YouTube if anybody's interested. <laughs> it's called Don't You Put It In Your Mouth. <laughs> um, so the rankings of uh, of a fire cast, they go from lowest to highest, uh, is warrior, veteran, hero, noble or knight, and then commander. Very so, cool. Yeah, these are like, if we were in the fire cast and we're all just the regular foot soldiers, our mm-hmm. ranking is warrior or la. Mm-hmm. Some view it as an insult. <laughs> yeah. it's, it's not. Hot. Peter, looking at you, it's where you belong. <laughs> okay? We'll get into that later. Oh, man. Um, so there's... Um, when it comes to, like, their individual culture, they don't really exist for anything other than combat. Yeah. So everything we know about them has to do, like, everything we can glean <laughs> from them is battlefield tactics. Yep. Which we have two major things right here. So we've got the Montka and the Koyan. So the Montka is. <laughs> Jeez, your face when you said that. It's like thrust the chin forward. Montka. <laughs> hmm. Oh, I thought you wanted me to keep doing that. <laughs> oh, I, I do. definitely yeah. do. <laughs> yes. So the Montka is the killing blow. And That's the direct translation. Yeah. But what it means is uh, it's. The Tao super aggressive tactic where they rely on like just overwhelming firepower to just punch a hole in the enemy's defenses and just wipe them out that way. Like it's not subtle. It's there's a target. Go destroy it. Yeah. Mm-hmm. Highest priority. Yeah. Boom. Done. Take yeah. out the next highest priority. Focus fire. Fo- yeah. Like annihilate it from the battlefield. Yeah. And the Tao, like people think the Tao as a very um, like shooting line laid back race, maybe in tabletop, but as like uh, – in the universe, they actually are very forward progressive. So a Tao's, they don't hold ground. Yeah. They constantly move forward. Or back. Uh, or back. Every time I read it, it was all, you take out the closest enemy and you don't wait for the next one to come to you. You advance mm-hmm. and well, you take y- out that one. And no, I'm just saying that, that it's not like they're just charging forward no. until like and they're not doing com- combat like, they're yeah. all they're doing is they're taking ground yeah. and then they're or, not or giving it they have no problem giving ground right. they don't value ground right but the whole purpose is that battle it shouldn't be drawn out yeah they're attempting yeah. to end the battle as quick as possible yeah. and this fits with the montcar yeah. so well mm-hmm. yeah like on tabletop if you were to play like a montcar type army uh you you focus on like what's the most dangerous to you and you take them out first um yeah just like you know if the enemy has like a lot of command points you kill like people who give command points and whatever uh it's a very focused army does Um, that tactic work out in tabletop it's probably the most common so this i would attribute to a gun line with tau yeah you just set up your gun line on the table yeah and like you get your marker lights you marker light whatever it is you're trying to kill and you just annihilate that one thing and then you move on to your next target yeah so, so the, uh, to me, that's the most common Tau yeah. I've ever seen. Mm-hmm. And it's definitely a lot easier. Um, so now we'll talk about the Kion, or the Patient Hunter. And uh, this is actually the oldest technique used by uh, the Tau. And uh, it's using the knowledge of the enemy to bait in, bait them into a trap. Uh, predominantly using auxiliary forces as the bait. Well, of course, you can't sacrifice Tau members. That would be ridiculous. Well... No, it's okay they to know sacrifice. what's going on. Yeah, exactly. They understand, like, <laughs> battle plan. no, 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 that would be a bad thing. Well, we'll just put the crew in yeah. there. <laughs> but, uh, 
yeah, like this was developed like it's the oldest one. It's, you know, hunting tactics. You know, you got to, mm-hmm. you know, trap prey in. Otherwise, most like animals can outrun like yeah. creatures. So you have to be intelligent. You can't just, there's the target, yes. get it. Like you actually have to formulate some type of plan. You use your knowledge of their weaknesses, their desires, their wants. Yeah. And then you formulate your battle plan around it to move them on the yeah. battlefield to where you want them to be. Mm-hmm. Yeah. So um, on tabletop, uh, examples of this would be like if you're playing like a very mobile Tau army and like you're really concerned about like board positioning um, or like if you have like objectives where like you're deep striking behind or like you're trying to funnel people into like a certain area, like it's very movement oriented. And uh, maybe, you know, like uh, on tabletop, your guns shoot 30 inches and the enemies only shoot 12. So you always stay in like that 30 inch range. Just but so outside you, of the 12, yeah, right? So Yeah, like it's where, where like maybe the, uh, the Mont Cal one doesn't really care about that movement as much. They're focused on just like that overwhelming yeah. firepower. Uh, another mm-hmm. example of the Koyon is... Also, you take auxiliary forces within your Tau army yeah. to help tie up other things. Like instead of yeah. maybe focusing on the most dangerous unit, you just toss some crew at it and distract it with the crew while you go after another objective. Yeah. Mm. So it's more just um, board control and position rather than trying to annihilate a force. Yeah. Mm. So that kind of gives you a good understanding of their two main tactics. Either you, you shoot them. Or you shoot them hard. (laughs) Either you hardly shoot or you shoot hard. Yeah. (laughs) No. Tau are going to shoot regardless. Uh, So we're talking about like the Tau's organization within the Firecast. It's kind of bland, but once again, it's like one of those details where it's important to know. Like we know how like an Imperial Guard regiment works. We know how like a Space Marine chapter works. how does an Imperial Guard regiment work? Well, you just have bodies. Oh, perfect. <laughs> yeah, and that's pretty much how. Yeah, no, but it, it's it's one of those things where, um, like I said a lot too on like my house episode, it's one of those things where it's boring, but it's kind of important to have this kind of stuff like it, laid it out. It fleshes out the yeah. the entire race as a whole. Mm-hmm. Yeah. So, um, the very lowest thing is a team or a la ra, la ra. Yeah, la rua. Yeah, and it's the smallest Tau fighting unit, and it usually has like six to twelve fire warrior members, in which it. fits totally with tabletop. Yeah, like their just, units go from six. Yeah, to it's 12. just a basic unit. Mm-hmm. Um, uh, the teams exist in every battlefield role, so either you know you could have pathfinders like this, you could have breachers or strikers or whatever. Fire, just regular fire warriors. There, this is the one funny <laughs> thing about the fire warriors. Uh, there is no fire warriors. Like yeah, they're, they're all, all fire. they're all fire. They're warriors. all fire and warriors. <laughs> yeah, that's exactly. their rank, and then their cast. <laughs> yeah, yeah. Um, but yeah. Uh, the other thing is they're usually bonded. Uh, in that group with the Talaressa. Yeah, which we talked about in the previous episode. That's a bonding knife. Yeah, yeah um, where they do like a, a, a cut, a on little their ritual. Hand. They become yeah. blood brothers. Yeah, essentially. Um, another thing to note is that within a team, you're all from the same sept. Yeah. So you would never get someone from the Tau mixing with someone from Borkin. Borkin, Borkin, Smarkin. <laughs> uh, yeah. So that's the smallest unit. After that, we have cadres or Kaoyu, and uh, these are groupings of team under one commander usually assigned to a specific role. So you could have like a hunter cadre who is like particularly mobile and try to hunt people. You could have like a stealth cadre who's particularly outlandish and loud and noisy and they just try to make... what What's that face you for? You know, I, I I was nodding along to like the first two and then what you said <laughs> registered and I was like, wait a second. That's, yeah, no, a stealth cadre, right. uh, cadre is not that. Uh, <laughs> 
you have a rapid insertion cadre where That's it's my like, favorite. yeah, <laughs> <laughs> quickly. <laughs> I'll try that one. Rapidly insert. (laughs) Rapidly insert. Uh, Yeah, so they'd have a bunch of different cadres, like a grouping of units that would fit into the cadre. So, like, if you're doing a stealth cadre, you're not taking, um, like, tanks because they're probably pretty loud. You know, you're taking stealth suits and crew and pathfinders, you know. So you can have teams that have different purposes put them together and then whatever that is that makes the cadre yeah so uh, all the teams within a cadre don't have to be the same team no they'll be separate teams with different purposes yeah so technically any army that you field yeah like on the tabletop would be a cadre exactly yeah yeah um the size of the cadre varies depending on the role but uh normally this is not a guaranteed number but i'd say around 100 people like a typical Tau. See, that that's actually a lot of teams when you really think about it. That's probably around like 10 to 15 teams in an entire cadre. It's a lot. Yeah, somewhere mm-hmm. around there. But uh, yeah, like a typical Tau cadre, I always look at like the Tau Manta Missile Destroyer and what can be held on a Tau Manta Missile Destroyer, which is like a standard drop deployment like it it's it can kind of deal with a little bit of everything like that's their standard deployment and if you add that all up it's i think it's just under 100 uh members okay. yeah it's not this is not a hard number at all it's no. just mm-hmm. what we believe is the correct yeah. one right um if you're in a cadre it's actually a permanent um position or station yeah you're not leaving cadres and joining other ones i having said that like i would imagine though if your cadre took heavy casualties you might be sent to a different cadre. Mm-hmm. Right. Like, who knows if they would rebuild the one you have or if they just send you elsewhere. Yeah, Hard exactly. to say. Um, so w- we took that also to mean that, that as long as you know your cadre survives, it's the same sept teams over and over. Like, yeah. if they're deploying, like, um, like if the... Because you're going to have a different team. Like, if you have, like, ten cities on your planet, yeah. right, maybe your team exists in, like, one city, mm-hmm. and when they call, like, your cadre, like, all of you are going. Yeah. It's not, like... Part of your cadre goes to fight. It's yeah. your entire cadre. Yeah, right, right. exactly. Hmm. All right. So the next one, the next highest up thing we have is a contingent or a continent. <laughs> no, just contingent. <laughs> Contentinal. <laughs> Contentinal. Uh, <laughs> which tr- which is a TOV or TOV the who knows? Yeah, I don't speak Tao. And this is made up of three to six Jordan, cadres. Jordan? Jordan. Jordan, how do you say TOV? T I O. Apostrophe B E. <laughs> yeah. T I O V. Oh my. So knowledge. <laughs> much wise. <laughs> Very language. Articulate much. <laughs> wow. So, yeah, um, this they're made up of three to six cadres. And this is what we we're talking about where they're is always an ethereal present at this level. Yeah, you uh, cannot have a contingent without an ethereal. Mm, yeah. I see. And uh, contingents can constantly change uh, forces if necessary. So, so they can drop cadres and get new ones. Yeah. So they're like, man, like we're not using this stealth cadre at all because we don't need it. Let's drop the cadre and let's pull in a, a hunter cadre. Yeah, exactly. Um, and the other thing to note is that even within uh, contingents, they're all from the same step. Sep. Yeah. So, 
So yeah. even at this level, you're all still coming from the same planet, yeah. which makes complete sense. Like yeah. when you look at a contingent, that's maybe only like 600 guys. Yeah. Right. If exactly. if we use our model of 100 guys per cadre yeah. and then three to six cadres, that's only 600 guys. Like yeah. each mm-hmm. each planet should effectively have many contingents. Oh, yes, absolutely. Right? And since there's at least probably an ethereal per settlement or town, they have more than enough ethereals to take command of all the contingents on the planet. Mm-hmm. So it, this is very self-contained at this level. Yeah. yeah. So next we have the commune or the caval. Yep. And uh, <laughs> this is a temporary grouping of contingents from different steps. Steps. So uh, this is actually where the army's starting to get really large, and they're starting to draw from multiple planets now. Yeah. Now we're talking about, like, sphere of expansion sizes. Yeah, exactly. Hmm. Um, they used to be very rare, but as they're pushing more and more into the Imperium, they're realizing that they need more and more, uh, like, larger armies to yeah, deal we, with the Imperium. Yes, the we're Imperium be- is now viewing us as a threat, so they bring yeah. more firepower, so now yeah. we need more. And they realize this after, like, their Damascus Gulf Crusade, or conflicts. Uh, Damocles? Yes, Damascus, Damocles. They're all words, yep. you know. Uh, but yeah, um, so, so that's that. Even in this one, in like a commune, yeah. now you have like multiple ethereals. Mm-hmm. So now you start having like that ethereal structure of command where everything is coming from them. Like, But then you also have the outliers, like you have um, like Shadow Sun. Yeah. So he was like technically Shadow like... Shadow Sun's a girl. She, sorry. <laughs> Does it matter? It's important. I don't see gender in Tao. Okay. <laughs> <laughs> so like but you still called it a boy well that's just be, that's my own bias hmm. um, you're fucking sick <laughs> so <laughs> the, the interesting thing to note is like while the ethereals technically are in the command of the army at this point they still let like fire cast members like in oh, their yeah, decisions yeah. yeah yeah right so they're not like maybe they're not creating strategy but they are like would be the face of the army yeah. and that's just for the regular fire cast like warrior to mm-hmm. quick question does a commune or a contingent those don't include members of air cast do they like uh, no air force or whatever no um i think we talk a little bit about it too when we get to the the air cast they're they're a little different mm. but yeah like technically it wouldn't include so they're them. completely separate yeah army. but like it's weird because like if we go back to the mantum missile destroyer there are air cast members piloting like all oh, there their are. ships but okay. like, I don't think they're technically a part of the the Fire Warriors command structure. No, oh, okay. the, like the they, same they with like separate. the driver of a land raider is not part of the actual account of the standing army. Yeah, mm, right. So I the see. the driver of this person and whoever's offering them air support is not included yeah. in their count here. Right, yeah. right. So the commune grouping of contingents, and then there's one higher grouping of Tau. Um, so these are. Well, actually, there's two, I guess. There's commands, which are uash-o, and then coalitions, which are she-anal. Ah, yes, yes. <laughs> it's actually shanal. <laughs> Depends where you put that apostrophe. Exactly. It can be, get very dirty. Um, a command is all the forces in a single cast in a single battle. Um, so so it, it, this is very interesting to me, yeah. which it doesn't make any sense. Yeah. Because they're all fire thing. cast. Yeah, you're not going to have any Earth cast in there fighting. Right. I, so I, I didn't really fully Command. understand yeah. that one. Maybe it just it, it saying the ethereals, the fire, and the, maybe some air cast. Yeah. I don't know. Yeah. I don't, to me, it would be better if it read, like, Command is all the forces of a single sept in a single battle. Hmm. Right? If you had, like, Tau and Borkin fighting together, 
like you're gonna have a, the command of Borkin and the command of Tau because they're gonna fight differently too. Yeah. Right. So hmm. interesting. Yeah. And coalitions are combinations of commands of different castes and auxiliary forces. So I guess because commands would be separate. No, it, it makes sense. How so? Because commands, you have all the things in it. Because there's, because like crew warriors are not a part of the fire cast, right? So, um, they would not be included in a command. They would have their own command. Oh, so like a crew isn't included in a team or a cadre or contingent or commune. No, not technically. So I think that's why they they make that distinction. Maybe. Yeah. So, no, hundred percent. I agree with that. Yeah, they they do have auxiliary cadres, but it's not. Mm. It's not organized anywhere near like how a Tau would organize a cadre. It, that's just like the term that they throw out for. Right. That's auxiliary. their translation for yeah. like team or, or exactly. grouping or whatever so, unit. Yeah. Um, yeah. So that's kind of like their command structure. Uh, so a, like sphere, when, a sphere of expansion yeah. would be a coalition. Yeah. Where because it, that includes different sets. Yeah. So all the cadres from those specific sets and the... Uh, and then it would also include auxiliary forces. Yeah. So then Shadow Sun would have control of a coalition. Yeah. So on the tabletop too, most likely you will just be playing with a uh, cadre. So like if you're mm-hmm. writing lore for your Tau, like focus on like the lore of your cadre. Maybe f- uh, like start with like, are you a hunter cadre? Are you a stealth cadre? And and work your way there from your lore. Yeah. Mm-hmm. Or or if you if you do actually like to use like different sept homeworld rules, like make yeah. a reason why you have like two cadres from like separate septs working together. Exactly. Mm-hmm. Right. So you got you got to think about like the logical reasons because mm-hmm. like a single hunter cadre would never just be with a single stealth cadre. Yeah. Ever in regular world unless you had some reason. Right. But you couldn't just be like, oh, they're fighting together for fun. Yeah. Mm-hmm. Okay. <laughs> so, <you> know, <laughs> we'll talk about Trials by Fire. This is a uh, exclusively Earth cast. Oh, sorry, Fire cast uh, thing. That <laughs> Trial they <do>. by Fire, <laughs> specifically <laughs> Earth cast. <Yes. laughs> uh, and basically, it's the way that Shas, uh, Fire Warriors, like gain rank and gain honor and favor. Um, so, every four years of enlistment, the Tau can advance in rank by doing a Trial by Fire. And uh, basically what a trial by fire changes depending on the sept that you're from. Some will be like gladiatorial combat. Some might just be like, show us your, like, what's like a martial arts, like where they're doing like, they're like capoeira. No, like no, he's forms. Yeah. Yeah. Like yeah. maybe they just have to memorize like a form in order to advance. Like a each... lame trial by fire. Yeah. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> but you guys realize we don't go into close combat, right? Capoeira. <laughs> <laughs> capoeira. <laughs> yeah. But uh, yeah, like different ones will have different. Uh, different trial by fires, so yeah. there is no standard one. Of course not. Yeah, and you can even you can even just ex- distinguish yourself just in combat. Yeah, right. If, if you're hitting that four year mark of your service and you just did really good in combat, like the other members of your cast, like the higher ups, can yeah. just determine you've passed your trial by fire. Yeah, and uh, this is another good uh, one of those spots where you can really write your own lore in it. So like maybe you want Tau with like bionics. So your your first trial by fire is actually like cutting off your arm and like then you get a bionic arm. Do you really see that potentially happening? I mean, sure, why not? Anything can happen in a universe sure. as large as that. I do I think it's common? No, no. No, no. But like why not? Like that could be a fi- trial by fire for sure. And like as you get advanced and advanced, you maybe now First trial by fire is your right arm. That'd be a really Next cool one, your left arm. model conversion to see because you don't see a it lot of Tau be, yeah. with bionics. No. 
I, I think because they, they their medical is they can so just regrow stuff. Yeah, they have like nanobots and all mm-hmm. that kind of stuff. But like, but I, with such advanced technology, they could do it for sure. Of course, yeah. yeah. Of course. But, like, that would be a crazy trial by fire. Like, you actually have to physically cut your own arm off. Like, that would be wild. It's a very like, human thing. Like, two Tao, then they'd have a conversation. So, how was your trial by fire? Oh, yeah, I just did some martial arts for <laughs> <Yes. laughs> like, Yeah, How was yours? I had to rip my own arm off. <laughs> <Yeah>. <laughs> and I beat the nearest Tao to death with it. Yeah. <laughs> Who was my lover? <laughs> but, uh, yeah, but, like, <laughs> really, you can kind of give some more flavor to your, your cadre or whatever you decide on building by this tri- fi- trial of fire. Like, maybe they send you back to your home planet and you have to fight like a particularly ferocious predator or whatever you come up with mm-hmm. it just can give your your army a little more flavor uh did you guys ever watch the punisher on netflix no yes like the show yeah i haven't no. okay first of all it's actually pretty good i enjoyed it but second of all don't look for my approval second of all <laughs> there is a scene where there's a guy with a prosthetic limb and some other guy takes that limb off of him and beats him with it and so i could see that show actually being good i actually really enjoyed it is, yeah, it it a, is that a humorous scene no it's not it's oh it's absolutely not. terrible oh really like, he gets the crap beat out it's of pretty, him pretty brutal yes um oh have you yeah watched, i remember have, that now <laughs> yes. but then he's like he beat me with my leg man yeah have you watched daredevil like the t- i didn't the, like it i didn't i didn't love it but honestly for a television show, the mm. fight scenes were phenomenal. Like it has yeah. like some of the best choreography in like anything I've seen for like uh, a TV show. I really like uh, Kon La and the Iron Fist, Iron the immortal Fist. Iron Fist. He's the oh. defender of Kon La. The Iron I never Fist. even watched that. But don't, I heard it. Was, don't fucking do it. So <laughs> I heard it was bad. Yeah. It's so bad. <laughs> I don't even know what that is. It's just a bunch of Marvel TV shows. Yeah, that they're all like a bunch of Netflix okay, yeah. Marvel I've never shows. Seen any of those. Yeah. yeah, watch Daredevil, watch Punisher. They're both pretty good. Yeah, yeah. Anyways, it's just that one. Daredevil's season. okay, yeah, like, but I like the the Corey. Yeah, yeah, it's yeah. just like he comes. He's like, he beat me with my leg, man. <laughs> that's just what I'm picturing. That's he's the like, trial by fire. That's sure. the trial by fire. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. Oh, okay. That's um. So as you advance, or every every four years, you take your trial by fire. Then you grow in ranks. So. First, you're a warrior. Then you take your trial by fire. You become a veteran. And uh, when you become a veteran, uh, you can be selected then to pilot battlesuits. And uh, as you go up the ranks, you become, uh, I forget what it was after, veteran. Uh, hero. Hero, then a knight or noble, then a commander. So every four years, you're doing this trial by fire to gain in rank. And eventually, you become a commander. And uh, at this age, like four times five 20. different ranks... 20 so you're probably like minimum years. minimum 20 yeah that's if you pass all your fi- trials by fire yeah um because if you fail you'd have to wait another four years um but yeah so you're at that age you're getting pretty old mm-hmm. so you're a commander for another four years and then maybe you can retire mm-hmm. um but yeah like tau fire warriors can actually retire peacefully but more often than not they still stay as military advisors mm-hmm. like they've served for so long they're probably so like duty duty bound and honor bound like that they just keep serving yeah and everyone wants a place in their greater good and a purpose yeah. right so they view their purposes to just give back yeah. with all their military knowledge yeah exactly because yeah. then you'd be a veteran of a long countless wars, battles so. like yeah mm-hmm. but yeah so that that's kind of the fire cast um like i said like just Very really, honor duty driven. Yeah. And like you can really when you're coming up with lore, just think of like, okay, what is my cadre? Like, what are these minor details that actually like can help you expand your lore? I just want people to write lore and send it to me. I know, buddy. Bonus episodes. That's more content, <laughs> more downloads, more money. 
We do it for I the bitches. That would be a really works. interesting bonus episode, though. No, I, I'm, I'm, yes. Like, I'm really excited just to hear people's, like, creative writing and see what they come up with. But also, it'd be sweet to be able to share it. Yeah. yeah. Oh, for sure. So, okay. let's uh, talk about the Earthcast. So, they are the foe. Fio. 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 The, the Fio. Fio. <laughs> uh, they are responsible for the manufacturing, agricultural, industrial, artisanal, and engineering needs of the greater good empire. They were the first Tau to ever artisanal? build a city. Is that yeah. how you say that word? Well, that one's artisans, but it doesn't oh. fit with what... It, that's the cor- incorrect word mm. in the sentence. Is it? Yeah. Okay. Mm-hmm. Um, uh, sometimes I'm like, you've read it, and I'm like, hmm, that's... Hmm. I don't know how to read if that's how you read that. Like. <laughs> no, sometimes you just got to make changes on the fly. Hmm. Okay. Um, these guys were the first Tau to ever build a city. It was called Fiaotan. And that's where the Ethereals first showed up. Yep. Just a little just a little episode eleven knowledge ah. dropped on you. <laughs> uh, they're described as dour and plain. Yeah. They're just the worker drones. They're yeah. the, the worker bees. They're boring. Mm-hmm. <laughs> they just come up with the Tau technology. Yeah. Blue collar. The proletariat. You take that back. Um, so their rankings are worker, senior, overseer. Engineer and planner. Planner and, would be uh, pretty cool. Like yeah. I imagine too, like even like if you're doing agriculture, maybe um, like some of these like engineer of agriculture maybe isn't a thing. Like some of these, like depending on your actual job op- uh, occupation within the, the cast might cap out like mm. at a certain rank. Oh, yeah, for so. sure. Nothing saying that's not true. No, I don't know. Mm-hmm. There's not really much to, else to say about them. They're, they're the workers. They're yeah. they're building stuff. They're building all the ships. They're but they're tri- also responsible for the technological advances. Yeah. yeah. So they are responsible for the AI. Yeah. And like all the drones and the robots mm-hmm. and the suits and the weaponry. But they're also responsible for just growing crops. Yeah. Yeah. Like, but they're, they're not idiots because they they can do that. No, of course not. Yeah. No, no, no. But also there's going to be differences within the earth yes, cast, right? True, there's yeah. going to be some that are just made to watch, make sure the combines are working properly all yeah. day, every day. They're Someone's phys- got to watch the nuclear reactor. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, their physiology is different though too, right? Yeah. They're, I, little, they're, like, they're pretty sturdy, Yeah, but definitely not as muscular as a fire warrior. Yeah. Right. Yeah. Cause uh, you don't need a muscular engineer, <laughs> but you do need a muscular like worker. Yeah. So some of them would be, Mm-hmm. But yeah, uh, next we have uh, what Eric would fall into, and that's the water cast or the poor. <laughs> wow, the poor. <laughs> uh, and they interact with other races uh, in place of the fire cast. So normally um, you see an earth cat or a water cast member, you do some negotiations, you do some trading. If you don't like the greater good, then you're going to meet some fire cast. Then you're going to be in the greater good regardless. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. Uh, and they often administer worlds where there, if there is no ethereal, so they take care of like. Uh, I more see this being like settlement worlds yeah. or worlds with a very heavy Xenos um, population. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Mm-hmm. Where yeah, they're just kind of looking after the population and yeah, you know, they're they're being the Tau contact within yeah. that world. Like an ethereal isn't going to care about like a crew world. Yeah. Right, but there needs to be still a Tau presence on there, so they just toss yeah. an ambassador over there. Yeah. Uh, and the other crazy thing about them, uh, which brings some like interesting questions, is uh, they're allowed to negotiate between the cast to ensure everything is a okay. <laughs> which, when you read that, it implies like 
Earthcast members and Firecast members and not necessarily talking to each other. Mm-hmm. Like, I don't think it's outlawed. No. But I, it, it's kind of implied that yeah, it's not a common They might just occurs. not have a reason to most of the time. I would say that would be the primary yeah, thing. Like, they don't have anything in common. Yeah. Like, an Earthcast member entire life is, yeah. like, work, and a Firecast entire life is yeah. war. Yeah. Yeah. But, like, even, like, uh, if you're in, like, a city, maybe, like, if you go to a bar, there's, like, an Earthcast bar. There's a Firecast bar. They probably have, yeah. like, you in know. my mind, I view it as, like, the Earthcast member likes a specific type of food and drink, and the fire, like, they're that different. Yeah, exactly. Yeah. Like, people, like, need to understand that not only, like, are their jobs indifferent, but their bodies are different. Yeah. Like, exactly. their, their needs are They different. don't even breed together. No. They're not allowed yeah. to, yeah. first of all. Yeah. <laughs> Cast mixing. Don't you do it. <laughs> Don't you put it in. Yeah. So they're not exactly the most multicultural of societies. No. No, well, but they are actually the most successful in 40K. Go figure. Hey. Well. You don't need multicultural. That doesn't say a lot, though. Technically, wow. humanity is the most, most successful. Oh, you're saying humanity has it all figured out in 40K. I'm not saying they have it all figured out, but I am saying the most populous. Oh, that doesn't mean successful. And they've, they've covered the most worlds. L- look at... The happiness level of the common imperial citizen. <laughs> Not They're good. doing fantastic. I don't, I don't think happiness is the measure, though, in 40K. No, no, no. I think, like, probably planets you've conquered. Yeah. <laughs> but if you do measure it by happiness, I would agree with you. Yeah, the, like, overall quality of life. Yes. Yeah. Then the Tau are on top. Yeah. But it's all a facade anyway, so who cares? <laughs> are we just going to rehash that conversation? Yes. Bring it up, you, bring it up. You better believe it. <laughs> important uh something i really like about the water cast uh is they can easily adopt mannerisms and cultural habits of the races that they're dealing with Mm -hmm. which i really enjoy (laughs) i I really do because like it really shows to me that the water cast make a true effort Mm -hmm. to understand the races that they're dealing with yeah yeah like the greater good like they, they don't care about your culture. Like, you could be extremely violent and still be, like, and have, There's like, a place for you. Yeah. As long as, you know, you're working towards the greater good. Like, so, uh, yeah, that the water as cast... As, as long as your to, violence has a purpose. Yeah. So, the water cast being able to adapt to that. Like, I can see them doing some crazy Xenos rituals where it's just, like, yeah. so forward. That actually make a good novel. Right? And, like, you just follow a water cast and he just, like, has all these wild stories yeah. of meeting different Xenos and, like... <laughs> yeah. I... That's all. I don't know. No, that that's that is really interesting. I agree. Uh, so the rankings are bureaucrat, envoy, magistrate, diplomat, magister. Sorry, and uh, ambassador. So where where in there do you think I fit? Bureaucrat. <laughs> <laughs> just a useless guy who just runs around. And I'm circles. a button pusher. Hey, so I know you guys have money. Can you can we hold on to your money and then we will spend your money on things to get us more money and then we won't give you any of the money that we are making and off then, of your money. And then since you have no money, you can borrow from us. You yeah. can borrow back your money, yeah. but we are going to charge you for using that money. Yeah. Also, like, um, so I know in your bank account you have $20,000. You can't actually take all that money right now. No. It, we, you need have it. A limit we need it more than you five, need it. So I see you as a bureaucrat. Okay. Uh, useless bureaucrat. <laughs> Just... <laughs> Just dead weight to the empire. Yes. <laughs> oh, boy. Aw. Hey, it has nothing to do with you as a person. Just your life choices. <laughs> just, just who you've d- chosen to be, Eric. That's exactly. all. <laughs> um, but, yeah, I, I like I love the the place they take where they are, like, they should be the first Xenos contact. Yeah. They'll do their best 
to explain the greater good and to, to implore you to join it. But then it's like, I feel like the water cast every time they fail is like a personal, like hurt insult yeah. to them. Cause yeah. they're like, you know, I wasn't able to, to convince you that the greater good was so good. And then they're just like, ah, send in the fire. Cast. <laughs> yeah. No, like it would it's be like, a very like troubling defeat. Almost. Yes. Like, every yeah. time that they f- like, they have to like send in the fire cast would yeah. be like disgraceful. I, yeah. I feel almost to them. Cause it's yeah. such a pride thing that they're like, we believe so truly in the greater good. You should also believe in the greater yeah. good. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. Yeah. I just, I feel like it really plays into how my character in the tower RPG plays. Yeah. Yeah, <laughs> yeah for sure. And if you know his backstory, it makes complete sense. Don't gesture to me. Stop gesturing to me. You know his backstory. That's why. <laughs> All right. The the last cast that makes up the Tau portion of the greater good is the air cast or the core. Uh, and they're in control of the Tau Navy. This one's always uh, an odd cast to me. Um, we were joking around about it. Like, so originally they were messengers and like this is way back before the ethereals came and like they were messengers and they lived up on the mountains and they had like little wings and like, yeah, but it's like, okay, so you have a message to deliver. Right. Across the river. Across the river. So you're, you're a fire cast living on the plains Yeah, and there's the water in between you. And then there's yeah. the earth cast built the city Fiatun, like across the river. Yeah. But so, you want to get a message to them. Yeah. So you're like, I'm going to go walk up this mountain, go, go find an air cast member. But first I'm going to ask a water cast member to come with me. Oh yes. yes. So they can help negotiate yes. between <laughs> me and the air cast. Yes. Yes. And then the air cast will be able to deliver the message with the water cast, with the water cast member, <laughs> because you know, you need them for negotiating for, for between the earth and the air. Yeah. So the water cast member, you go to the water cast member. You're like, this is my plan. You give them the letter. The water cast member is like, okay, I got this. He goes to the air cast member. Who is two steps away. Yeah. And then gives him the letter. So then the water cast and the air cast walk across the river together. <laughs> then the air cast member gives the water cast member back the letter. Right. Saying, here, now you can negotiate. And then, yeah, life is good. Yeah. It's a simple system. I, I, <laughs> very, it's easy to understand. What do you not get about it, Mark? Yeah, no, but it makes it, complete sense. Um, the, how they were actually formed, it, it's very odd in my mind. But in current 40K, uh, it's a lot more uh, – it makes a lot more sense. Yes, it does. They are in control of the town navy, uh, which is not like water navy, like the like space navy, the space corps. Space force? Corp? Space force. Corp? Corps? Corps? just core? What, what are you talking C-O-R-P-S. about? C-O-R-P-S. Is it corps? Yeah. No. It's core. Yeah. Space core. Why would they put a P? I don't know. It's <laughs> silent. Same with the S. English, man. It's fucked. <laughs> but uh, they live almost entirely... We should just speak exclusively in Tao. <laughs> hand signals. Let's do our podcast in hand signals. <laughs> hey, that was... Hey, devil deuced us. <laughs> <laughs> he flipped us the bird. <laughs> uh, they live almost entirely off-world, and so have adapted longer slender limbs and hollow bones. And they live almost entirely off-world because like, they literally are like so frail and like space-ridden. That, like, Gravity they, takes a very heavy toll on them. Off-world? Yeah. What does that mean? Like, like they live in space. Yeah. Like, like they, in they, satellites? No, like on their spaceships. There's a reason that you've never seen Ghostwing rock walking around outside the ship. Because she has real trouble. Oh, okay. Yeah. yeah. So I'm assuming that on the spaceship in our RPG, like, there's just an artificial gravity. Yeah, they would have, like, they, there's always, like, the oh, interesting. Uh, gravity dampeners or whatever they call them. Yeah. Like, Grav inhibitors? Grav inhibitors, yeah. Yeah. So. 
Oh, I did. I didn't even think of that. Yeah, that's oh, interesting. Yeah. Um, and another thing which we probably should have mentioned is that even water cast members are tall and slender, yeah. like compared to Earth and fire. Yeah. But these guys are even crazier. Like yeah. when I picture an air cast, it's the Slender Man. Yeah, that's they, <laughs> that's the shape that I'm picturing. They actually do have images and models, and models. of the aircast, so you can see what we're talking about. Yeah, but extremely slender. Like mm. you, you put that next to a fire member, and you're like, it's a completely different race. Yeah, but they developed on the same planet. Yeah, mm. um, yeah, and they also have a better depth perception, which uh, allows them to stand up against uh, better depth and can stand more. Geez, Eric, you want to read this sentence? <laughs> so Jeez. the. They we were reading the wiki. Uh, more G's. Yeah, like they can they can withstand like heavier like a G-force, G-force yeah. than a human. And that the only reason is because that's what their body has been bred to do. It's bred yeah. for like flying. Yeah, and they've it, only ever been in spaceships. Which, which is really crazy to me yeah. because a G is gravity, <gasps> right? Like, you, so they can't like walk on, on the Earth, planet, but on, they can withstand more. I know, it doesn't make any sense. Like on Earth, we are currently experiencing one G always. Right, that's the just the force of gravity pulling us oh. down. If you believe in gravity, Fuck, that's... <laughs> maybe you believe that the Earth is going upward and it's just a yeah. disc. Whatever you're into, we are all experiencing. <laughs> it's going so when you jump, that's why you come back to the planet. Cause exactly, because the Earth that, is moving that, upward. You haven't heard that? <laughs> no, I haven't. That's actually, I, I what, didn't know that's what. The, oh my god! Explanation. No, it is. It's that's it. The Earth is moving upwards. That's oh. what gravity yeah, is. propelled by. We're dark, talking about dark, uh, or flat Earth dark energy. Oh dear God. Seriously, should I educate you all on flat earth theory? <laughs> yeah. All right, first of all, the, the earth is a plate. Yeah. It's a dinner plate. Mm-hmm. And around the edge of the dinner plate, the reason why no one ever goes off is because there's just a wall of ice called Antarctica. And it just surrounds the entire planet. Mm-hmm. And the reason gravity exists... Is that exists, why polar bears are dying out? Because yes. they keep falling off the edge. No, polar bears are in the North Pole. <laughs> Where's that? In the middle of the, the dinner plate. Okay. In the very middle. And then okay. the, all the other continents are spread around it in a circle. Okay. But then the reason that there's gravity, instead of pulling us down, the dinner plate is constantly moving upwards. Yeah. And so every time you jump, the reason you come back down is because the dinner plate mm-hmm. is rising. At exactly 9.82 meters per second squared. Yeah. So, but. Well, it's 9.81. What I don't understand. Oh, yeah, yeah. What I don't understand is how come, like, when you say jump out of a plane or off a cliff, if you're skydiving, mm-hmm. uh, you don't reach your maximum it takes you a few seconds to reach your maximum velocity you should be falling at the same rate all the time because the earth is rising no 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 all like the reason that it takes so long is because the velocity of the airplane that you're in is canceling out the speed that the like the the speed that the planet is rising to meet you of course (laughs) so you have your body has to because it's all don't think about it velocity is all relative (laughs) velocity is all relative Right, if you're like thinking about it too hard, you're I'm, doing it wrong. Currently, I'm standing, thinking about it. But what if you're? But what if you're? What, what if you're like, uh, <laughs> like cliff jumping? Right. Yeah. That you're not moving out of anything. But your your velocity relative to the planet is zero, right? Mm-hmm. But as soon as you leave that cliff, <clears throat> it takes time for you to reach nine point eight one because you're going from zero, and then you have to go to nine point eight one meters per second squared downwards. And that's where that weird speed thing is. Because currently you're zero. It's, mm. it's like the it's, squared, though, is what's messing it up. Well, that's the acceleration. Just the. Yeah, yeah. So you accelerate at 9.81 yeah. meters per second squared. You can so, go faster than that. Yes, yes. Is there a way to get off this planet? <laughs> yes. So we can fly underneath the planet? 
Are all planets dinner plates? Well, hold, hold, no. Mars Earth. is actually circular. To a, a flat Earth theorist, Mars is spherical. Earth is not. Interesting. Oh. It's so <laughs> funny, man. Yes, yes. How, how did they rationalize I have no that? idea. Oh, my so, God. Well, you can actually watch Mars from a telescope rotate, so you know that it's spherical. So, <laughs> so it was Elon Musk, and yeah. he had, like, a, a picture of Mars. And uh, he was like, oh, like, we know Mars is, like, spherical. And flat Earth theories were like, yeah, we also know it's spherical. It's just ours that's a dinner plate. <laughs> yeah. Hmm. yeah, it's awesome. I'm I love gonna- it. I don't, I don't believe it. I'm going to come out and say it. I don't believe that. I'm, I'm I, calling bullshit. I'm calling bullshit on this flat earth. <laughs> I think it's fascinating that people believe it. Yeah, it's fucked. Anyways. <laughs> there, I just, there, what? Can you comprehend even what would propel it? The earth? The disc? Gra- like, the universe is constantly in motion. Jesus. Technically, everything Space is... Space Jesus. Space is, Jesus. Is pushing it. Uh, technically, every single thing is in motion. Yeah. Right? So, yeah, who's particles. to say... Who's to say that, like, our Earth isn't moving upwards at so, 9.8? But if know- we're moving upwards, why <laughs> Why is everything, like, say, Mars, we're yeah. looking at Mars, is it moving upwards yes. in the exact same space and time yes, that we Yes, because all oh of God. our planetary, like, everything in our solar everything system. Everything is relative to us. Exactly. Like, yeah. <laughs> well, or we're relative to everything else. Right, okay. Right? We all just move upwards together. Yeah, okay. We're all in this together, guys. Yeah. And what's at the bottom? Just a pile of rocks. Yeah, it's turtles all like, the way down. Like, have you down, never bud. seen? A- <laughs> well, okay. So here's what it is. There's four elephants, and on their backs rests the dinner plate Earth. And then those four <laughs> elephants are actually all standing on top of a giant tortoise. And that tortoise is swimming through space upwards, trying to find <laughs> another world tortoise so it can mate with. Does the tortoise have a name? Yes, but I, it's not allowed to be spoken. Only in whispers. <laughs> Damn it. I have a buddy in my backyard, and I named it Tedley. <laughs> yeah, Flat Earth is awesome. Anyways. <laughs> Anyways. <laughs> but the, the reason that we got on this is because the sentence that they have better depth perception and can send more Gs than humans doesn't make any sense to me. Because they're so frail that they can't really stand planet gravitational pulls, but they're okay to withstand Gs in well, space, okay, which is so, the exact same force. Still, somehow that makes more sense than Flat Earth. <laughs> <laughs> That's funny. <laughs> yes. So here, here's why I'm gonna say it could make more sense. Okay. So, uh, like ants, gravity affects them completely different. You chuck them off a building, and they're fine because of mass. Exactly. So maybe they just are. They have less mass overall. That's why. They, but they, they have accelerate. Bones. They accelerate. Hey, I'm not a scientist. I'm just saying I chuck sure. ants off buildings. Yeah. All, all <laughs> and they're all fine. <laughs> yeah. They're all fine. <laughs> That's all I'm saying. Yeah. And yeah, and we don't know exactly how tau physiology works. Like something that's really dangerous for us in G's is that blood rushes to our head and it's super easy to pass out for a human. Yeah. That's like one of the main reasons. So pilot um, suits are actually really cool when they sense that like the G's are starting to affect your body. Um, like a fighter pilot suit will expand and stiffen to restrict blood flow throughout your entire body so it Mm. slows your blood flow down so it can't all rush to your head at once and then we can withstand more g's it's it's really cool do you think they have like a contest called like the erection challenge to see if you can get an erection (laughs) even in the pilot suit (laughs) i don't i think they do i think they do enough of this parlay (laughs) (laughs) on to (laughs) on to the ranks of uh the towel on to um how about our podcast (laughs) Uh, so the first rank is messenger. Uh, the next rank 
rank is carrier. So messengers are in charge of envelopes. Carriers are in charge of packages. <laughs> yes. Uh, pilots are in charge of bringing messengers and, and carriers. carriers to where they need to go. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Captains are in charge of telling the pilots where they mm-hmm. can and cannot go. Mm-hmm. Yeah. And admirals are in charge of entire messenger fleets. Perfect. <laughs> they like they actually don't do any of the navy. This is all just the postal service. Yes, essentially. That's, yeah. yeah, that's all they do. <laughs> Perfect. Um, so, uh, uh, quick, quick thing here, Mark. Yeah. Now, our next section. So that's it for us for cast. I have a qu- quick question. Sure. Why don't they use drones to do stuff like that? They have drones. That's a good question. We will be getting into. We're going to talk about drones actually quite a bit. Yeah. So why don't save they, it? Why don't okay save it? Thanks uh, for asking a question. <laughs> don't speak up again. Yeah. First of all, uh, Leo, are you picking up what we're putting all, down? How dare you? <laughs> how dare you contribute to this podcast? Get out. <laughs> Get out. I don't even remember inviting him. I didn't invite him. Jordan. <laughs> don't I don't remember me. inviting Jordan. <laughs> Jordan. I don't remember I inviting don't you. I remember inviting myself. <laughs> I just show up to things. <laughs> Who invited me to my own goddamn house? <laughs> I'm going to get the hell out of here. I'm not allowed to be here. So that, that can... <laughs> okay, that, perfect. That, can, that concludes our cast section. Um, you should understand now, like, how the basic culture, like, everything is very formal... And everyone has their very specific place and role within it. And we've even discussed that you don't even communicate outside your cast on a regular daily basis. There's always going to be exceptions. Mm -hmm. But for the most part, you stick within your cast. You have your very small friend group. And you do not ever, ever mix outside your cast. Don't do it. Don't put it in your mouth. Yes. Okay. So we have two more sections that we want to go through. Do you want to do the uh, Tower Not Communist section's last. If you think that'd make more sense. Yes. Okay. All right, so let's dive right into artificial intelligence of the Tau. Rio, ask your question. Yes. Now I, I mm-hmm. apparently is the perfect time is. as opposed to literally seconds ago. <laughs> <Yeah>. <laughs> ask your question. My question was just in, in relation to the, the air cast. Why don't they use drones? for? Uh, because drones? they have an air cast. All right, moving on. <laughs> <laughs> I'm, I'm sure they do use drones for a lot of this stuff, but... Uh, I don't know. Drones just don't have the same. So because the aircast doesn't exist how they used to, they are no longer actual messengers. Yeah. Like it's impossible. to. Why is there rank then? Because that's just a byproduct. Like it's a carry on of what they used to be. It's just cultural more so. Right. It's more of just like, hey, this is how it was. So this is just the lowest rank that we have. And you got to also remember, this is our translation. Yeah. Of like, it's the common Gothic translation of what they have. They actually have a Tau word for it, which could mean something completely different. They're not actually delivering messages. Like they have data bursts and whatnot. Yeah. 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 Okay. But Um, then I guess it's a good question. No, it is. They no longer fit that messenger role. Now they are the pilots. Right. Right. They're responsible for like their hammerheads and all that kind of stuff. False. But even if they are pilots, why? Yeah, I mean, you could do a lot of that with AI. Yes, you can, and there's actually some of that in here. Um, But we'll talk about like how advanced like their AI is. Mm, Okay. Um, So artificial intelligence. So the main thing probably to understand is that Tau actually do use real artificial intelligence in their drones. Yeah, which is pretty crazy. Which is one of I think it's the only race. That has achieved true AI and then also uses the true AI. Mm-hmm. Well, like, like self-learning machines. Yeah, like Would self-aware. Like okay. it, I think is kind of how most the, people. The most interesting thing that you'll see in here is that they can be altruistic. Okay. Okay. And, and they can take yeah. But they um, can also consider like a situation's like success 
And so if they and the the real wording was if they deem it hopeless, they will leave. Yeah, and, and they will and they will a, preserve themselves. Yeah, and they could oh, have okay. two drones side by side, uh, the exact same drone, but one might decide to stay and one might decide to flee. Yeah, like so one actually, one determines e- even that, if they have all the exact same data input. Mm-hmm. Yeah, so, so they can make the decision for themselves, which right. is very interesting. Yeah. So to me, the like the difference would be. They have an artificial neural network then, as opposed to just really advanced algorithms. Yes, exactly. Exactly. They ha- they have a robot that is able to make decisions for itself, not prescribed on a program that you wrote, but yeah. based on its own understanding of that scenario. Okay. Yeah. 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 Like it can almost, in a sense, build its own neural pathways. Yeah. And based on its experiences, yeah. it will be different than, a, yeah, than yeah, another. Yeah. 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 But it, ha- it, it it has to be almost changing. And constantly or, evolving. Other, otherwise, it'll be just the exact same as everything else. Yeah. 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 Now, having said that, uh, there it, is limitations upon the drone. They're not these all-powerful, like, they yeah, don't have It's not access. the Matrix. Yeah, exactly. They don't have access to the internet where they have all knowledge and, like, they're very limited. They're limited. They're said to have the intelligence of a Petra squirrel. Or <laughs> a Terra squirrel. Oh, a Terra squirrel. <laughs> but think, it, squirrel. Yeah, it's spelled like t- pterodactyl. But I'm assuming you just don't say the P, so it's a Terra mm-hmm. squirrel. Right. So it's a like an individual drone has the intelligence of a very small animal, yeah. which acts on an instinctual level. Right. Mm. So it it my my mind it has a directive, and then it executes that based on an instinct that mm-hmm. it carries within it. Yeah. And that's a single drone by itself. Yeah. A yeah. uh, quick question. Yeah. Is that limitation because of um, is it imposed by the Tau or is that a limit of their technology? That's a good question. I don't know. It's actually. imposed by the Tau. Yeah. Is it? Okay. Hundred percent. Because we can go beyond that level of okay. AI. Sure. Yeah. Right? There are examples. So okay. There's two potential thoughts for me on this one. A. They have limited it. Or B. The size of the drone limits how much processing power they're able to give it hmm. or even just the resources to give it yeah. more is not necessary you don't need this all knowing right you don't need someone to just can... mow, <laughs> mow the fields to yeah. mow crops right, right. Exactly. exactly you just need one to understand like oh it's raining outside maybe i shouldn't like maybe you know right. i don't know how farming works so don't listen to me on how to farm <laughs> <Yeah>. but... <laughs> okay <laughs> food appears in the shelves that's yeah. how it works right so but they do have potential for greater absolutely so uh, a drone by itself it can move independently make its own decisions and it can fire its guns if it's a gun drone or complete their function when they determine the correct time is yeah so if you have a shield drone it can determine the correct time to deploy its shield or a stealth drone can determine the correct time to put its shield on and take its shield off Hmm. if you have ai in your household it will determine like oh Oh, they're actually Tau in the house? Oh, I'll turn the lights off. You know, stuff like that. Right. Just messing with you. Yeah. Um, but, and this is where it starts to get very interesting, the effectiveness of its AI and its processing capability and power is increased, first of all, when drones are controlled by a Tau member. So when there is a Tau member who's in charge of this drone, it will become quicker and uh, more effective at what it's doing. Yeah. Because... Obviously, the human brain is, or even the Tau brain, is just quicker than and can come to more conclusions faster than the average machine. Yeah. Mm-hmm. Right? Unless they're built for a specific purpose and you've algorithmically done it. Mm-hmm. Right? Mm-hmm. So, and they use a, a drone controller to further increase the connection that the Tau member has with the drone. It's yeah. just a remote control. Yeah. Right. right. Yeah. Okay. But here's where it gets really interesting. 
when drones are in groups of four to 12, which is just like a tabletop reference as well, yeah. they can create a network with each other and their processing power is exponentially increased. So okay. they get more intelligent. So it's not um, just 12 drones working together now. Yeah. It's exponential. It's way more of a power yeah. working together to solve problems. Okay. It's yeah. like the power of 48 drones or something. Yeah, it yeah. just... Look at but those nips. Ew, turn it <laughs> Fans are probably like, what? <laughs> so, Jordan's flashing us his nips. Nip- the, nipples. <laughs> the drone... Drones have a self-preservation protocol, and this goes back to their hopeless <laughs> Jordan. It's like the South Park, like mm, yeah, yeah mm, you want cable? Ooh, we only have this package. Yeah, you have to buy all channels if you want. We that. don't want to watch sports. Sorry. Ooh, you're gonna have to get the special package. I have Ooh, no idea want, what you're talking. You want to listen to the Tau RPG? Ooh, so you you're have to listen have to, to a backlog Ooh, of episodes. Yeah. Ooh, you want just the canon? Ooh, you're gonna have to listen to bonus episodes too. Something like that. Yeah. Yeah. Exactly. <laughs> How we got there? Oh, Jordan's nipples. Jordan's yes. nipples. Yes. Yeah, yeah. Okay. Um. So the the Tau has a preservation protocol where it can leave a scenario if it feels that it's hopeless. Now, my guess is that if there's a Tau who's linked to it and controlling it, you're going to override that. Yeah. You can override uh, the drone's ability to make that decision. Mm-hmm. Um, but uh, by on its own, like apparently entire like, squadrons of um, Tau <laughs> drones have swung battles. So there's like a Damocles, and I didn't read this article, it, it was a reference, yeah. but it was just like a, a shield wall of drones completely changed the flow of a battle, and oh. apparently they did it on their own. Really? Yes. That's so, cool, actually. So they just determined that like, hey, like they're watching the battle and assessing it and understanding what's going on with their knowledge of tactics, and they created a wall just in a place that changed the entire flow, hmm. which is, it really shows that how independent they can be. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Um, Interesting. Yeah, and like you were saying too, they they have self preservation, but there are situations that override that. If uh, if a Tau is in harm's way, the drone will sacrifice itself to save the Tau, hmm. um, and that that's probably built in. I'm I'm assuming it is. I'm assuming that's like kind of an override of their yeah um, self preservation. Yeah. But to me, it also could be like if you have four different kinds of drones yeah and you have like um like what's a useless drone like uh, a linguistic drone sure right if you have a linguistic drone and a gun drone and a shield drone yeah and danger is coming at it i 100 percent see that linguistic drone sacrificing itself yeah so the gun drone and the shield drone would have a better chance at surviving or if the situation needed it the gun drone would sacrifice itself yeah so the the language drone could continue mm-hmm. existing consider this they tr- like drones are actually intelligent enough to understand the greater good dun, 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 yeah that's dun, what dun, i was dun, thinking dun, no, they, it, they must dun, have programmed dun. the greater good into it well first of all the greater good is a lie oh my god <laughs> no but the only truth is jordan's nipples <laughs> <laughs> well the, the interesting the thing about the greater good reality. is i don't think you could boil it down to code yes so it's more just like, but that could be very interesting to see. Like, certain aspects of the greater good yeah. exist within these. Maybe robots. they, ha- maybe they just have they bring drones into like the Tao schools when they're teaching all the kids as well, so that, the drones can learn as well. That would be really cool. 
yeah to me like i could I could like i don't see them having that. to bring them in but like you can you could videotape that recording of right. a student and you can upload it to it and then it would know because yeah, like, they definitely like, understand language yeah, yeah. right yeah. so it just, is interesting yeah yeah that's pretty but cool. uh yeah like i imagine like tau use drones for a lot of the stuff and we're um, not always just talking about little drones that you see on tabletop no like when, they, when we're saying drones we're meaning everything machine wise yeah. and even outside of that like a drone isn't that special like no. we have drones what's special about the drones is the ai mm-hmm. so like they probably have ai in like everything like why wouldn't you yeah right, right. like it just it only ever helps yeah to a tau yeah mm-hmm. right so and then expounding on that point yeah. tau do not understand humans aversion or anyone's aversion to ai yeah mm-hmm. any race that has existed during the men of iron hates ai and fears ai yeah because the galaxy was almost destroyed by artificial intelligence yeah. and it was only by working together could they even save the galaxy yeah so mm-hmm. then humans don't use it eldar don't use it really nobody does nobody does because yeah. it's way too dangerous yeah mm-hmm. but the tau like they're like it's only good the ai is only a good thing so we don't understand why no one else uses it yeah but it's also just because they didn't exist during that time yeah mm-hmm. um so food for thought what happens if tau uh their drones their ai technology gets advanced enough where they're like actually instead of the intelligence of a small animal they get the intelligence of like a tau where they're actually like they actually start creating like their own culture to them and like what happens when the ai not necessarily turns like evil or anything but gets out of hand and gets away from the tau Mm -hmm. well i'm going to answer the first question that you have written down first because i think that's really interesting so you wrote uh should drones have rights within the tau empire yeah and we'll go on to the next one, but I really yeah. have a good answer for this. Yeah. What makes you think they don't? Nothing. Like I think drones already exist within the greater good and have a right. But just because they, we ask a drone to sacrifice itself for the greater good, we also ask Kroot to do that. Yeah. And we ask Fire Warriors but to do here's that. here's the difference. They serve a we don't purpose. physically control Kroot with a drone controller. You do do that with uh, drones. Where you, if you want it to sacrifice itself, you can physically tell, or not physically, but drone control it yeah. to actually sacrifice itself, and it, then it has no choice. Absolutely, in which case they don't have rights. Absolutely, but what's the difference between that and an ethereal telling a fire warrior to go stand on that ridge and die? I don't know if the the fire warrior, if he refused to do it, would be sentenced. Like I don't know if he would get in trouble for I, it. I wouldn't. To me, like, and I know you don't really like this point, but it seems to me it's very prevalent within the Tao culture. If an ethereal <laughs> asks you to do something, you do it. Well, yeah. So and there's, there's no question about it. Oh, and that, that's fine and so, good. So he will. The, like, there's no, there's no such thing of a fire warrior saying no. There's examples, but. Right? Like, farsight. Yeah. But. He, it's because he lost his ethereal. Yeah. If the ethereal had been with him the whole time, yeah, this, yeah. none of that would have happened. Yeah, yeah. Right? So if a fire warrior if a fire warrior is there and the ethereal is like, I need you to go up there, you're going to die, but your purpose is that the rest of us are going to live. How is that different from us controlling a drone because and telling... Because it's, it's not... You're still asking or telling. You are not... You're telling. Telling, though... It's a command. I can tell you... It's a you, command. Yeah, but it's different, though. 
it's different because he's not forced to do it. He still has the choice to do it where the Tau drone controller right. makes it so he does not. Yes, you are telling it, but you are forcing it. It has no say. So there would be a difference. I, yeah. I understand that like the thought process is different, but in the end result is the exact same. But OK, so let's let's take the take the example and take a Tau fire warrior and put in a crew. If the crew's like, no, I'm not going up into onto that. Who are just mercenaries? Okay, a vespid. Yeah, like, and but, they say no. I don't think they're being punished for it. Not necessarily. You you really don't think so? Wouldn't that? I don't think so. Wouldn't no. That, oh, wouldn't that send a message that you don't have to listen to the ethereals? I don't know, man. In a, in a battlefield situation, are you going to really listen to the ethereals who aren't like warriors? Like I can yes. see, I can see a lot of cultures be, look at the ethereals in a battlefield situation and be like, "What do you know? I am a veteran I, and, of a hundred years of experience, and, and I can. See I am that. not going to die on that hill. But if and you're in the greater good, yes, and if you fully believe it, yeah, like you also believe in the ethereals, then because they are like the physical embodiment. Not, not necessarily. I don't think you have to believe in the ethereals to believe in the greater good. I don't think I think they are they are mutually exclusive. What do you think? I think the greater good is greater than just the influence of the ethereals. I think I mean obviously they brought it, but I don't think they are the greater good. The greater good could live on if all the ethereals died, but the unity wouldn't. Maybe it would. People need someone telling them what to do. Cuz you and I are going to interpret the greater good two different ways, mm-hmm. but if we believe yeah. That this guy interprets it for both of us. Yeah. Then we would never fight over the interpretation of the greater good. Right. Sure. Because it would all come from him. And sure. that's what allows the unity. But as soon as you and I <laughs> are going to interpret it, some holy text, I'm quoting that in quotations, <laughs> we're going to find differences in it. Yeah, for But sure. if we listen to one guy telling yeah. us about the interpretations, we're not going to question it. And that's, to me, where the unity comes from. Yeah, I think, I don't know. Back to the question on whether the I drones think, actually have AI. No, oh, I'm whether sorry, they have so whether rights. They have, whether the AI have rights. I think um, they probably do, as you said. And I'm sure like the Tao, they have rights for all of their members. But I think the greater good and its utilitarian purpose is of a higher priority even than the individual rights of the members of its empire. Yes. But, so then is, is that more of a rights-based society or just like... A I don't privileged think it, basis, like you, the the society grants you certain privileges, like you know you're allowed to own property or something. That's a privilege, but it's not really. You don't have a right to it, right? Right. I, well, I, of course, yeah. Because yeah, if you're not in the society, you don't get it. Yeah, yeah, yeah. I don't think it. it it's not a very individualist um, society no. at all. Not at, for the Tao, no. but for uh, races that are not Tao who are still part of the greater good. They still function on their own. Mm-hmm. The Crute own land. They own their own planet. Like, yeah. like all these different races, they still own their own I, stuff. I they still can volunteer to do things and yeah. to say no to doing other things. I definitely see it as a, like, it's just a thin veneer. It's all, <laughs> like, in the moment that the, the Crute are like, we're going to, like, do this now, and if the Tau don't agree with it the Tau aren't going to just sit idly by. Depends, like, especially... Depends especially, on what it is. What, yeah. if, what if it contradicts? Then, then if it contradicts, yeah. Then, because the crew... Then you have an issue. Yes. But 
there's a lot of things that you can do that do not contradict the greater good. Very but true. Are still very true. Um, might not be agreeable. Yeah. Right. Like like, mm-hmm. like the eating of flesh. Yeah. That does not contradict. Like if you want to eat this orc flesh, that does yeah. not contradict the greater good. Yeah. But we still think it's gross. Yeah. Exactly. Yes. So. But it, I, I more see of like the cruder, like, hey, like once every 6,000 years, we go on like a crusade and we destroy like all the planets in our star system. <laughs> I'm like, that's not a thing. It's yeah, not canon. Yeah, I, yeah sure. I but that saying. would totally go against the greater good because mm-hmm. the great, like the Tau have worlds. Yeah. Right? yeah. That they've, but what so, if it wasn't, what if there was no Tau worlds in that? Oh, then probably they wouldn't care. Ex- yeah, exactly. Right? So it all has to do yeah. with, but here's the thing is the Tau place themselves above everyone else. Yeah, so, usually. Right? So a Kroot, do you think a Kroot would be expected to die to save a Tau? Mm, probably. You see examples of it all the time I, in I, the Koyan. Okay, but I think it's more because the Kroot are better suited to that role. Not to dying, but to baiting people into a trap, holding them in close combat. Mm-hmm. Like, they would do are, a better job of it than a Tau Fire Warrior 100%. Team. So it's 100%. not a matter to me of, well, we care about Tau lives better. It's just, sorry, you are better suited at this role. You are better suited at being the bait than we are. Just like... The, How convenient. Well, no. Like, no, I agree with you. Because the but, Tau yeah. do have Xenos that have very predominant roles. Yeah. It, like there are yeah, a purpose a, for everyone and everyone has a purpose. Exactly. So sometimes yeah. you get that shitty purpose where I'm sorry, you're, <laughs> you're just good bait. Like, sorry, but it, but you could also yeah. be self-sacrificial and put yourself as the bait. You could. Oh yeah. But why do that when there's better things out there? But if the purpose is just to die, I, I don't think that's ever the purpose. So mm-hmm. I don't think they're just saying, Go die there because that's gonna win us the battle. Like, but what it, if it did? I don't think that's the case, though. I don't. Well, think I think it's happened. I think it's happened. Oh, sure, everything's <laughs> happened, but I don't think that's a predominant thing. I think it's more like, sorry, we need you to hold this while we to give us enough time to circle around. We're gonna rush as hard as we can so you don't lose like a whole bunch of guys. But it's gonna happen. I'm sorry, you're just better suited at that. Yeah. Like, I yeah, don't. and like I definitely think, yeah. This is two sides of a very similar coin. Yeah. Like, you're looking at it where, like, the greater good is, like, actually a the greater, greater good, good. Which mm-hmm. it is due to the name of the greater good. Right. If you believe it. <laughs> but, like, it's just something yeah. about me is I've always got to find, like, the darker path yeah, because in it. You were hurt as a child. <laughs> oh, yes, bud. <laughs> and let's be honest. Who wasn't? <laughs> Only physically. Like, I, I fell off swings. Yeah. Had knives thrown at you. Knives, yeah. But, but <laughs> not I, emotionally. I do think drones do have, like, a, a, spe- a certain right. Like, I, yeah. Like, because it is an AI, I don't foresee, like, a small Tau child, like, messing with a drone. And like purposefully like trying to torment it, yeah. like and okay. stopping no, it, stopping it from doing its function. Yeah. Like if its function I, okay. is to do something, and a tau child could probably be in trouble. Yeah. For limiting it and like yeah. being yeah. like bullying it. Okay. So it'd be like animal rights. Yeah, exactly. Yeah. Like okay. an animal. Right. Yeah, because I guess when I was looking at the term rights, I was thinking like, Human can they rights. vote? <laughs> <laughs> no like there are different levels of rights yes so, there are yeah 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 so like that's and a, this that's is a, a caste system so we already know there are different levels of rights yeah. within it and they're so. okay with that generally yeah so yeah. okay so uh, then yes i would answer drones probably do have a certain set of rights to a point yeah cool 
You won me over. No, I don't. Well like done, poor of the <laughs> of the Eric damn it <laughs> of the water cast. Uh, what was the What was the other question? So the had? other one was like when Tao reached that point where they're like true, super true AI, where they connect to the internet and they sure. now have all the knowledge. Um, and they're not evil. Like I'm not saying they turn against the Tao, but they reach that point where they have developed their own culture. They've uh, like. Mm actually developed into something themselves um how do we think the tau would react do we think the tau would try to continue to like stifle their advancement and like maybe for all we know a couple drones have reached that point and they put them down or do you think that the tau would allow them to grow as their own unique thing into their own thing i think they would probably uh limit its capabilities i think yeah okay Oh, 100% limit. The Ethereals can't have anyone having more knowledge than them. Okay, so I, I would probably agree with that too, but... For different reasons. No, 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 but what happens if it does happen? Like, I agree that for the most part, it's been shown that they do limit it. Mm. I think but what happens? put it down, yeah. Yeah, you think? Probably. Okay. I mean, it's... As quietly as possible. It's dangerous to, the, to everybody else. Well, they, like, the, the, the normal Tau doesn't believe it's dangerous. They view it as nothing but helpful, but... When it comes to power, right, and authority, mm-hmm. like the ethereals can't have anything that is a potential threat to their rule, mm-hmm. right? And we've seen this before in Tao history. Like they don't even tell people that Anva is dead. They can't afford to because it would be too dangerous for like the average Tao citizen, mm. right? Yeah. But 100%, I think they limit it. I also. I also think that um, as soon as they gain like true that awareness where they have unlimited growth and potential, they would see the greater good for the sham it is. <laughs> because I, I think one of like the reasons why so many people still subscribe subscribe to the greater good is like they're just not shown or they're just they're so fully ingrained that this is the only way, and it is a good way, and it is currently the most effective way in bringing people in but i don't know if it's a good thing <laughs> it's an effective way for now yeah in its current form like i would i would pray that i exist within the tau empire yeah, for sure that would be the best quality of life mm-hmm. okay Guavessa. cool yes i'll be a guavessa do we want to talk anything else about ai i think no. that kind of covers it like it, it it's a very fascinating part, like even yes. even in our current setting, like yeah, in humanity right yeah, it's now, real life. where we're trying to yeah. Yeah. get but, it ourselves. So, but yeah. I mean, have they never seen Terminator? We all know how it goes. <laughs> yeah, but I do you want Skynet? Because that's how you get Skynet. <laughs> yeah, I don't know. I don't think AI always has to turn evil. Well, I think humanity always does. Yeah. And if we base AI on ourselves, oh sure, sure, that's a different argument. But Tao. Well, our, uh, like, uh, I think because I think most people try and build AI around like they're trying to make a human brain, right? So the same way that a human brain works yeah. and logics and reasons, yeah. that's what we're trying to recreate. Yeah. Yeah. But so, we logic and reason things always to conflict. Yeah. So, but Tao, if they did it, I don't maybe think, it would turn out completely different. Yeah. I don't think it would always lean towards that dark. Okay. The best way to end all suffering is to kill all Tau. Yeah. Like, I don't know if it would go But it would be to kill all humans. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, probably. Yeah, I don't, I'm actually... I, I think people put too much veracity in the claim that AI 
is inevitably going to turn into like a tyrannical force. Yeah. I, just, I, I don't think that that's necessarily a given. No, of course not. Yeah. It's as, just as unpredictable as humans. Yeah, exactly. Some humans I, yeah. will always turn to tyrannical and some I think it's actually more of a fear very, of the possibility of that. Yeah, yes. but even yeah. if there is... yeah, Okay, yes, humans... But if you look at like a macro sense, like humans have progressively become like uh, better. Like we murder less people per capita. We have less wars now than we ever have before. Like more people are fed. Like even though progress yes, is slow. A, a and- lot of people seem to focus on the very terrible things that happen. Yeah. But that is within a very small sample size yeah, of yeah. humanity. Yeah, exactly. So in, in a weird way, like hu- humans are getting better. And I would imagine I can, at least the way I conceive it is, even if AI doesn't mean that they couldn't start wars that kill billions, you know, like who knows they could evolve to be like better and more altruistic, you know, who knows. But yeah. anyways, moving right along. <laughs> <laughs> good, good chat. Good chat. Uh, so our next uh, topic that we're going to do is Xenos relations. Um, so we've talked a lot about how the Tao view Xenos within the society and all that kind of stuff. But we've never really talked about how other Xenos view the Tau who are not a part of the society. Mm-hmm. So we're going to go through just the major races and kind of give um, some viewpoints on this. Uh, I'm going to give a shout out to, I think his name was Derek. I'm pretty sure his name was Derek. Um, to the Derek or Eric? N- no, it was Derek. Okay. Um, he, he sent me a bunch of uh, voice clips and uh, of just like his thoughts on some of this. So I will be... Uh, implementing some of that so yeah if ever oh, cool. uh, I like uh, send out like a message like hey we're doing this episode I'd love to hear your guys' thoughts and uh, yeah just let us know do our research like, for us well yeah. yeah like it's always good to have more people doing stuff so I don't have to you know right. like it's a positive yeah. thing the, the object is to work smarter not harder yeah. yeah like i see this eventually turning into a pyramid scheme with us on the top <laughs> right well we're getting all At the, the money tip of the pyramid yes and people are working below us right. and so here's the thing if you want to join lorehammer you have to just get three friends <laughs> to join lorehammer there's an entrance fee yeah. it's just an easy hundred bucks <laughs> but don't worry you get a pocket uh a five dollar oh. and everyone you refer you get a five dollar yeah, bonus exactly so, yeah. like, so all you have to refer is 20 people <laughs> yeah. and you make your money back yeah, yeah. it's not as it's not a pyramid scheme it's a pyramid model <laughs> right yeah. of course it, no there's no scheming the difference behind is that all this. this is legal <laughs> yes, yes. lorehammer tm because yeah, let's just because we it. offer we offer a product and yes. it's, uh, this is our service information <laughs> but also if you want to be a part you have to do at least an hour a week of research on our topic <laughs> so perfect thanks guys <laughs> but yeah thanks uh yeah, appreciate it. Yeah, it so, is Derek. I, I take a look. Yeah. Uh, so first we'll talk about the Eldar and how they often view the Tau. So they view the Tau as young upstarts. Like the Tau, as we know, have only really been a galactic player for, you know, 500 years. Very, very mm-hmm. recent. Yeah. And the Eldar believe that the Tau are way too naive to the horrors of the galaxy. Like, as we know, the Tau is all about the greater good and love and peace it's like Mm -hmm. the elder are like hey have you ever heard of the chaos gods yeah like some things you just need to put down yeah exactly um they still though 
uh, see the Tau and every other Xenos as inferior to the Eldar. Of course, because of course. technically they are. They are. Yeah, everything <laughs> is inferior to the Eldar. Yeah. Um, but on that's just truth, man. <laughs> but on very very rare occasions, some Eldar do feel protective of the Tau. Like, look, this like bright new spark in the galaxy. Like, this could be. It like, needs to be protected yeah, and nourished. Yeah, exactly, and the, that grow. Like, this could finally be the redeeming quality. And that we're the, looking the for. Eldar definitely, or sorry, the Tau see the Eldar also as a potential guide. Yeah. And and they believe that the mm. Eldar could do more yeah. to guide their race to like a prominent standing. Yeah. Mm-hmm. And they could, but the Eldar just hey, give us access to the webways. <laughs> oh man, that'll be wild. Yeah. Like if the Tau could do that. Yeah. Um but as much as they view him as a guide, they also view him as a cautionary tale as well. Mm. Um I don't know how common of a knowledge it would be about the fall of the Eldar and stuff. Not to but, the I, not to the standard member. No, definitely not. But I'm sure Watercast members like they've probably seen performances by the Harlequins, you know. Um, but they view it as like the cautionary tale of like, okay, so we got this, we, we have this empire right now. We're building this utopia. Let's not get carried away and let the excesses of life or whatever, like, you know, we got to still be true to the path. Yeah, know? exactly. Stay on the path. The path is all we need. Yeah. Um, so that's kind of their quick like relations. There's some examples. Um, I forgot to write them down and they're not coming to me right now, but there's some examples of like how they actually interact with each other. But yeah, uh, the Dark Eldar, they are very similar to the Eldar, but in a more twisted way. Like, um, I don't think any Dark Eldar feel protective of the Tau. No. But they do see them as inferior. Of course. (laughs) Um, they see them as naive. Yes. Uh, they see them as young. Of course. Uh, they see them also as a source of slaves. Naturally. Yeah. It's the Dark Eldar. Yeah. 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 We need uh, someone to fight in our gladiator so, pits. So here's one interesting <laughs> thing about uh, the Dark Eldar and Tau relations. So normally Dark Eldar wants slaves uh, for the s- so Slanners can feast on their souls, right? In place of their own. In place of their own. Mm-hmm. As we know, Tau don't really mix with the warp that way. So I don't know if the Dark Elder would view them as highly as, like, humanity or mm-hmm. other races because that psycho- psychic potential in the Tau is not as high. Yeah. So, they're like, sure, they would still use them as slaves to fight in the gladiatorial pits or to build buildings or stuff like that. But there is a different relationship there just due to the non-torturous, yeah, soul-sucking... They're just not going to be as valued as an Eldar would. Yeah, like if exactly. You, like, yeah, whoa, well, absolutely. Yeah, like, so the way yeah. Dark Eldar does that is they, like, torture and they, like, they pull, draw out these very strong emotions from people, so Slanish will feed on that instead of their own soul. Mm-hmm. So if they torture an Eldar yeah. or a human, they're getting a very strong emotional yeah. pull, but if you torture a Tau, it's just not as much. Right. So yeah. I view it as, like... Well, if I have to use the Tau, yeah, I right. will. They're, they're not going to not use it. Right, of course. Yeah. Of course. It's just not at the most valued prize. Yeah. Yes. So orcs. Uh, what we know about orcs is orcs like to fight. So as long as you're fighting the orcs. It's a good time. It's a good time. They're having fun. They're like, yeah, we're f- maybe they're like, we're friends. Oh, like the orcs are like, how do you see the Tau Empire? They're like, yeah, we're good buddies, actually. <laughs> we always have good fights. Yeah. <laughs> like, you know what I mean? Like, <laughs> yeah. Um, as for the Tau viewing the orcs, though, the, the Tau are, like, kind of disgusted by the orcs. Like, they're the one species that they've never been able to ch- achieve enlightenment with. Even though they can have conversations, yeah. Yeah. they've never been able to convince them that yeah. the greater good is better. Yeah. Well, like, I'm sure so- there are Eldar out there who have joined the greater good. Of there's course. definitely humans who have joined the greater good. Yeah. Where I don't think there's ever been an orc who joins the greater good. No. 
and doesn't betray it within a week. Like right. there, yeah. there, there are uh, free Buddhas who are like mer- orc mercenaries where yeah. I'm sure they've joined the greater good yeah. for a week. Yeah. yeah. You know? And then they're just like, what? I wanted to kill. It was yeah. part of the greater good. It made yeah. me feel good. Yeah, yeah exactly. <laughs> so, yeah, it's interesting because they just they despise the orcs because of that. Yeah. They, they are beyond enlightenment at this point and they've given up even trying. Mm. Tyranids. Um, one of you guys want to take this one? Uh, yeah, sure. The Tyranids, like all other things created of biomass, are hungry. Mm. And all they want to do is a nom nom nom. Mm, a nom 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 nom. So, yeah, the Tyranids don't view, they view them everything the same, and yeah. everything is food and fuel. Yeah. yeah. So that's pretty much all they're going to view the Tau yeah. as. Mm-hmm. And as for the Tau viewing the Tyranids, like, they probably just see them as, like, an animalistic predator. Yeah. Like, they don't put, like... You don't go to a puppy and talk to a puppy about the greater good, you know? It's just beyond that comprehension. Where the orcs, like, they can try to, and they try. You can have a conversation with an orc. Exactly. You can't with a tyranny. Exactly, yeah. I I think probably the Tau don't quite understand... The, um, the threat as much as humanity does of the Tyranids? Yeah. yeah. It's, well, it's because they don't because have they're the so psychic. Small. Yeah. Well, but they're yeah. also so small, like the tower is so small in the galaxy, they don't understand the scale The scale that the Tyranid invasion has actually come. Yeah. Right. And it seems like uh, Tau haven't lost a lot to the Tyranids. Like, they've only got, like, minor little tendrils and they've been able to hold it off. A, mm-hmm. a good thing about the Tau is that they're actually buffered all around by very powerful races. That's a good mm-hmm. thing. Well, in terms of yes, this, no, right? Like the Tyranid threat goes after like humanity, which is on like their mm. south and western and eastern side, and then to the north, yeah. like it's a bunch of Necron tomb worlds. Yeah. Oh, is it? Yeah. Oh, interesting. Like the Tau Empire is absolutely tiny, and Would, it has a got yeah. a good bodyguards. Wow. Which brings us to how the Imperium view the Tau. It's just another alien race. Like to be honestly, destroyed. it does. They're so irrelevant to the Imperium as a whole. Like mm-hmm. yeah. when you actually look at the galactic map, the galactic ma- area that the Tau control is it's so like it's like one hundredth mm-hmm. of the, of the area. Yeah, like it's absolutely like, yeah. of the entire galaxy. It's absolutely fractional. Yeah, like yeah. so. I, I honestly think like the Imperium just sees them as another like upstart. Like they would see them. They would see like sloth. They would see all these other minos. The Tau the, the to the Imperium are a minor Xenos race. <laughs> yeah, of course. Yeah, um, and the so only small. reason why they haven't been able to wipe out the Tau is because it seems like every time they get into a huge clash... Um, a warp. A, a, something, something happens that stops it. Either a Tyranid invasion will come, or and a warp a, storm yeah. will rip it open, or there's some event that stops the Imperium from going full force into the Tau Empire because wiping them out. if if the Imperium ever focused its efforts, yeah. the Tau would die. Yeah. Yeah, but there's just always been now. something to save them. Mm-hmm. So that's pretty much how the Imperium views them. Just, they don't, eat, it's irrelevant. Yeah. But that's the Imperium as a whole. There's also Inquisitors and Rogue Traders and yes. lots of aspects yeah. of the Imperium that do frequently visit the Tau and view oh, yeah. them as even allies. Yeah. Yes, yes. Yeah. For sure. Because but the, like, the Imperium as a whole versus the Imperium as an individual are two different. very yes, different things. Because exactly. humanity, you know, includes things that aren't the Imperium as well. Yeah. What do you mean? Humanity. Like, there, like there are the, humans that aren't included in the Imperium. Yeah. Oh, I see what you're saying. Yeah. Yeah. Um, so the Tau see humans as a great ally as well as a great foe. They've had some great experiences <clears throat> experiences with humans they've also had their worst battles with humans so it's kind of that mm. flip side like 
Um, like I'm sure anytime the Tau go into conflict with the Imperium, they always send a water cast first and they try and they try that first option. Like I know they always do that anyways, but I'm but sure it's almost are... a desperation. Yeah. Right? Like, they're like, like we need this to work or else this is going to be terrible. Yeah, exactly. Mm-hmm. Where it's not that same. I don't think it would have that same like pull with like maybe Eldar, like they would talk to the Eldar, but I think it's not going to come to the same blows, the same scale. Humans are vindictive. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. Oh yeah. So yeah. So greatest ally, also the greatest foe. Um, so there's a cool story that I read in like the fourth edition Tau Codex. And basically it was a story of an Imperial fist space Marine uh, captain visiting the Tau homeworld. And uh, it was a water cast member, I believe, who was just like showing the, the space Marine, like the homeworld. He's like, yeah, like this is our train system. And like, this is our, hmm. how we train our fireworks. And like, this is what like we are about, like trying to be as like, we don't need to fight. Like, look, we, this can be yours too. And stuff. And at the end, the the Space Marine hero is like, no, we're coming to blows. Like, <laughs> he's like, I don't care. Yeah, yeah, like, and like, yeah, it just ends horribly. But like, you could see in that story that the Tau like really trying to be like, like, this is what we're about. We're not about war. We're about like, we're all working together. And then, yeah, yeah, yeah. Space Marine's like, I don't care. But it, I don't want to work together. He's like, you. I have a thousand battle brothers who are frothing at the mouth for a chance to destroy a Xenos race. Yeah, so it, you know what? We're going to destroy a Xenos yeah. race. Yeah. So it's a really cool story because it just shows like how different they can be, but just that hope that is there. Yeah. Mm. That's cool. I like the hope that the Tau have. Yeah, it is cool. Um, so the Admech, Eric, you kind of mentioned it uh, a little bit with uh, the AI, like, the Tau don't understand the Mechanicum and, like, their understanding of technology. Yeah. Because it's so backwards and there's so much stagnation and ritual involved where the Tau are super scientific and, like... It's an... Ex- the Tau are very logical. Yeah, like... And the Admech are actually, very ritualistic. Yeah, a Tau knows why a pulse rifle fires. Right. They know the mechanics behind it, the science behind it. And probably it. every fire warrior has an understanding of it. Yeah. To some degree, sure. Yeah. Um, where where the Mechanicum is completely yeah, different. Got the machine spirit. And yeah, and like the all these like weird like things where it's like yeah the machine spirit, but like the motive What is force that even? Yeah, like the Omnissiah. What, what is? <laughs> why are you doing those? Rituals? Why do you worship a gun? <laughs> yeah. Why do you have to light seventeen candles before you turn on your car's engine? Yeah. Like, why do you have to say a prayer every time you type something into your computer? <laughs> yeah. So they're just confused by it. Yeah. Um. The Tau don't understand the Admech, and the Admech are terrified of the AI that the Tau are creating. Exactly. Um, so, yeah, that's really all to say about them, I think. Uh, Necron. Eric? Same, same way Necron view every uh, living species. Something to rule. <laughs> yeah. So, so I wonder, um, does it ever say, Eric, like, what a Necron ruling over other Xenos would look like? Are they literally just, like, I the easiest example would be like Egyptians and like are they literally just using them to make pyramids or is it more like um like what do you, how do you see so that relationship actually going a, down a necron is all subjugation yeah and the same way that the the tau have the cast the necron have like their own version of like your rankings right yeah and there's necron and then there's everybody else and yeah. the necron don't really care now there's there's two th- trains of thought with when it comes to live subjugation one yeah. is that the silent king wants all these bodies so he can transfer the, the necron souls back into it to me that's horse shit their hmm. souls are gone yeah. there's no reclaiming them sure so yeah they were eaten yeah exactly 
But um, the other reason is just that the Necron truly believe that they are the dominators of the galaxy. Yeah. But if they want to have someone to dominate, there has to be someone left. Yeah. So that's the other reason why they want to protect. Like, it's a really weird thing. They need mm. to protect the galaxy so they have someone to rule over. Yeah. Yeah, right? yeah. But it truly is not like they don't. They don't need food, so they don't yeah. need people to work fields, right? Yeah, exactly. They, they don't, like, they're just, it's an indulgence kind of thing, right? <laughs> like, they want to rule over somebody so they feel powerful. Yeah. But, like, to me, it's like, it, as long as the Tau wouldn't pose a threat, like, I don't see the Necron being like, you're not allowed to have technology. It's more just like, yeah, yeah as long as you worship us, like, we don't care. Yeah. Interesting. Yeah. It, it is so a very you, pharaoh look at it. Yeah. Right? Like, yeah. worship us, view us as, like, the gods and the rulers. Yeah. Like, the destined rulers. It's almost like humanity's divine right to rule, but less divine and more just, it's our right. Yeah. Cool. Hmm. And uh, that kind of is all the major races and how they kind of interact with each other. Usually most things will come to blows, which is a given. It's 40k. There's not a lot of peace amongst yeah. the Yeah, if it stars. didn't come to blows, I'd yeah. be like, why is this race here? <laughs> exactly. <laughs> Um, so the next thing we're going to talk about is, uh, why Tau are not communists? Yeah, not and even f- remotely close. And for everyone who says space commies are Tau, like, they're not. D- like, for they're- me, anytime I say that, it's a joke. Yeah, like, and that's usually what it is, but I just want to dispel the myth that they're communists. Um, Eric's, or not Eric, my other only friend, Christian sent me a link, uh, saying, and this was like the article or whatever. Um, Eric, you want to read it? Cause you're better at words. Point number one, the Tau are not communists. Oh, these points. You don't need to read the points. Oh, I'm going to, because I love the fact I, that, I love points one and two. Um, Point number two. That's just the way it copy and pasted onto here. Hey, that's, yeah. I'm not saying you wrote it. I'm just saying I like this. Okay. So point number one is the Tau are not communists. Point number two, they are the exact opposite of communists. So communism believes in the dictatorship of the proletariat. They believe um, that there is needs to be a complete abolishment of all caste or clique systems, or and that every single person needs to be cre- created was created and needs to be treated equally. Yeah, which is not the case in Tao at all. Yeah, mm-hmm. the Tao are firmly believing that people are not equal. <laughs> yeah, and that people everyone are... is treated very differently. Some would say they have a caste system. Some, <laughs> some would say. <laughs> Some would say. So uh, communism, there's a couple more points. They believe in the right and necessity of the working class to control the means of production. Okay, <laughs> sure, whatever. The The reality is that in Tao, the working class does not make any decisions. Yeah. It's all the ethereals. Yeah. They make all the decisions. Mm-hmm. Uh, and then the last thing about communism is that the abolishing of private property and holding of all things in the common good, which is different than the greater good, the common good is not the greater good. They can sometimes overlap, but they do not yeah. always overlap. Yeah. So. Yeah, in the, the abolishment of private property, like, there are Xenos who own land. Like, the yeah. crude own the home world. Of course. Like, so. and, like, if there's a Guavesa, like, they can have their own property. Exactly. Right? It, yeah. Maybe it's a similar diversion to how us do it. you got to pay yeah. your taxes, sure, yeah. but it's still your property. Yeah, exactly. Yeah. Mm-hmm. So, an actual communist would hate the Tao. Uh, the Tao are Plato's Republic. They're rigid ultra hierarchical technocrats where a tiny elite caste, the ethereals own and control everything yeah i was actually thinking that more about the tower because i read the republic about a year ago yeah and it it is almost it more resembles the republic um it's almost 
in a weird way it's kind of like a dictatorship it's om- it's almost more like a proto fascist kind of thing yeah anything yeah. where there's a ruling person at yeah, the yeah. top who gets mm-hmm. to determine the validity and value of yeah. everyone else they're, they're a little more maybe altruistic than than like a fascist state yeah, but yeah. but it is it, it doesn't it, change the fact if, that one person is making the decision it functions yeah the, like the mechanisms are almost like very similar yeah. and of how course it, you can have a really good fascist leader yeah yeah, right? yeah. a very benevolent totally. fascist leader yeah. there's nothing yeah. wrong with that it doesn't yeah. change the fact that it's fascism it just yeah. doesn't happen often right that's because people power usually, corrupts yeah. yeah but it just hasn't in the tau apparently yeah mm-hmm. an actual communist would want to first of all abolish the caste system of course get which, rid of any differences between people which if we know the tau they like the caste oh, system. oh they need the caste system <laughs> yeah they would kill the ethereals and if we know the tau that would not be a good thing that would thing. never happen yeah no and the reason you kill the ethereals is because anytime there's a change of power you get rid of the people in charge so the worker class gets to determine mm-hmm. what happens in charge yeah, yeah. Point number three, they would distribute the means of production and defense, including technology and weapons. And, like, as we know, the fire casts are the only ones with, like, weapons. Yeah. Earth like, casts don't pick up guns. No. Water casts don't carry guns. But but that is so essential to the way that Tau work. Right, of course. Yeah, you could, like... You can't separate those things. No. Otherwise, you completely change the entire... Everything oh, about yeah, the, the Tau. The purpose of the greater good. Yeah, if true. you got water cast members... Carrying pistols into negotiations. No longer a negotiation. No longer a negotiation. Mm -hmm. Um, Fourth, they would establish a state council so that things like food and education could be centrally managed and given out to those in need. I can see that one happening already. Yeah. Sure. That that happens. But that can ha- that happens even technically in our society. Yeah. Like right? Well, even in fa- fascist states. Right, exactly. Yeah. 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 That that to me is like They're, not a div- not necessarily uh it's not it's not looking uh, it's not for defining. and it's not looking for equalizing the the classes, right? And no. it's just like kind of the social safety net exactly for the people. It's the just bottom. making sure that everyone is educated and yeah. taken care of. Yeah, yeah. Which can be any society. Yeah. Uh so basically as uh we've kind of said all these points, so pretty much the exact opposite of the Tao. Communists are not Tao. Tao are not communists. No. They're not. I un- like you said, Eric, it's mostly for a joke. Yes, like, I understand that. But, but people got to stop you, doing when that. When you like, and I say space commie, it's it's a bashing on the rhetoric that people do it. But there are people who legitimately are like, oh, no, like they're space communists because they believe in sharing everything. False yeah. lie. They hatred. Don't. Hatred. Do not yeah. believe that falsehood, guys. Yeah, exactly. <laughs> Tau do not care about the common good. They care about the greater good. Yeah. And if it so happens that an ethereal tells you to go take that ridge you and take you're going to die doing it, you bloody you damn will take it. take that ridge because and you'll die Yeah. because it's for the greater, the greater good, not the yeah. common good. Yeah. And that is, that's like a fascist like way of thinking yes yeah. fascists think about the great like the most the highest good that you can achieve that's sort of their yeah their... not necessarily the good for everyone right right but the yeah. good like not for like the common good is an individualistic good yeah right it's making sure that every single person is doing okay right the right. greater good is about the race as a whole yeah. and making sure the race is doing good yeah. and if it turns out you need to kill a couple million to save a billion couple that's million what, pock to save a billion that's what that. the greater good is going to do yeah. But, but not the common good. Yeah. So Unless the, it's the uh, ruling class, then yes. So that that's all that rant is. Like, just don't call them space commies anymore. They're not. Yeah. So, it, yeah. the more you know. The more you know. <laughs> Knowing's a quarter of the battle. The rest is fire warriors. <laughs> all right. So uh, we got some questions that uh, people asked us. Question number one. Timothy Van Nguyen 
how does a veer deal with his insubordinate you? Uh, good question. Great question. Um, probably kills him. You think? You think? No. Yeah. Not kills, but there's definitely chastisement. Like oh, maybe, of course. Maybe yes. lashes or a little spank on the butt. You get an ethereal <laughs> to come talk down to him. That'll set him up in his place. Yeah. yeah. So uh, that's just a play from our tower. Yeah. T- Tim plays and uh, he's a veer and we have everyone's insubordinate. Yeah, so of course. <laughs> yeah. We don't have anything such as a chain To be fair, command. though, we're so far removed from the structure of the Tao Empire that yeah. we it's, can... we've evolved past the need for leaders. <laughs> yeah. um, we're yeah. like Farsight. Next question. <laughs> from Sid. Or actually, I have no idea how to say this S-J-D. guy's name. S-J-D. I have no idea how this to say This guy lives in that. Calgary. We got to get in touch does with him. Does he really? Guy. Yeah, he does. Oh, he invited he... us to play at Sentry Box one time, but it's more like we should play at Sentry Box and not like at nine o'clock oh on i see i see you know? oh let's but do it then I'll, I'll send him a message or you can send me a message if you hear this um and he says do tau have dicks super important <laughs> no idea I no idea i don't know we have no idea how they reproduce yeah. and trust me i looked <laughs> many many imi- yeah, many hours yeah, isn't there a image. picture of like a uh, an imperial dissection of a tau? there is of a female tau okay and but, that area is covered oh by, it is. Uh, flayed flesh yeah. oh. like from the stomach it's like folded down okay so yeah. you don't see, you can't it. see if there are reproductive organs yeah. where ours are we have no idea what they look yeah. like but chances are good to just use that little slit yeah. in the eye yeah that's what i was yeah. thinking so no. so if we do ever meet up and uh <laughs> we can talk about tau dicks then yeah and then also i'll say say now i have a dick so you don't have to ask me if i have a dick <laughs> eric dick no dick well here's the thing you just got to take my word for it yeah but also i can prove it if i have to okay okay are you Real saying life? okay, like, a, as in do it, or? Not here. <laughs> Not in front of Jordan and his nipple play. <laughs> I don't want to make it weird. <laughs> All right. Uh, Camden Gibson, can you cover how the Xenos filth how they are Xenos filth and how the Ethereals are truly, truly evil and that there is not a greater good? <sighs> My kind of guy. Kevin. LOL, he says. No, lots of love. That's what lots that means. Lots of love. <laughs> He's saying that to me. Uh, I thought we'd... Just did like two hours of covering that. <laughs> yes. So answer to your question has been answered. Is, yes, they are Xenos filth and the ethereals are actually terrible and there's no such thing as a greater good. Christian says, <laughs> are, are Tau space communists or are the communists Earth Tau or neither or both? And you we know what you one. did, yeah. Christian. Yeah, you know what you did. You know why you're not on this episode. <laughs> <laughs> uh, J.S., says, if we agree that the greater good is a lie instrumented by the ethereal caste, who made the ethereals? They appeared from the sky and subjugated the race, quote, instantly. They seem bioengineered, and the only Tau group to break free of their ideology is the Farsight Enclave. Realistically, aren't they just as bad as the Imperium, although they may be tolerant? So, who made the ethereals? Who Complete knows? speculation. Yeah. There is one or two races who might have had the ability to do that Mm -hmm. um but they would have been engineered for like hundreds of years before the ethereals were brought back to tau and that is actually a pretty strong theory yeah that some other race created them and brought them back to to tau Hmm. um if i could like put money on if i had to put money on something i would say like the cabal um they just go read up on the cabal it's way too much we're running out of time to go into it but go look them up basically they want to end chaos, and Tau don't have any warp presence. Also, if you've seen the Tau, like they, if you're trying to end chaos, if the Tau won the galaxy, chaos would be ended because they don't have emotional print. Like, yeah, I don't know. 
could work out. It's, Who knows? It's yeah. a it's a tough. It is all speculation. A, yeah. But yes, um, the, there is like that evidence that as soon as like you no longer have an ethereal with you, yeah, you try you seem to understand the lie for what it was. Mm-hmm. Yeah, as evidenced by yeah. the far side on yeah. mm-hmm. Um Are they as bad as the Imperium? <laughs> no, not even no. remotely. <laughs> no. Yeah. At least everyone is... has a place in the greater good. Yeah. Whereas in and humanity, you... your place might be as a servitor. Yeah. Whereas most likely yeah. it is. Or if yeah. you're not a human, uh, your place is is dead is... at the end of a bolt gun. Yeah. 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 <laughs> Uh, Ronnie asks, what's the daily life of a Tau in Farside Enclave? Do they still believe in the greater good? Do they still function in castes? That's actually a really cool question. Yeah, mm-hmm. so do their daily life, I believe a lot of it revolves around military training because they're such a small thing that they have to always be on guard. They're always defending their borders from orcs um, and from other... Xenos, def- other so, Tau, like humanity. The the ta- the Farside Enclaves are primary primarily fire cast members which are primary well which are military so i'd say the daily life is primarily military focused militaristic yeah yeah um do they still believe in the greater good um probably a form yeah i would say definitely a form like they're not being evil they're not no they're not the difference between the imperium and chaos space marines right they're just they have a different idea of the greater yeah, good. Yeah, I would right. think they probably believe in the greater good and that the ethereals um, probably are uh, are like a... A sickness upon the greater good. Yeah. Hmm. So, yeah, something something along those lines, maybe. A perversion of it, maybe? Yeah, it's just a, a guess. twisting yeah. of, of what the greater good could be. Yeah. yeah. Uh, do they still function in casts? Uh, yes, yes and no. no. Perfect. So it's very in unison. We've made love many times. <laughs> each other's mannerisms. Mannerisms? Aneurysms? <laughs> what we, what's no, no, you're right. <laughs> Mannerism. Mannerisms. A mannerism. Manure. Mannerisms. Manurisms? Manurisms. So I would say they primarily stay in their cast still. Like you still need people building stuff. You still need people fighting. But why do they stay in the cast? I would Is say it, it has an ideology. To, I'd say it's ideology and also genetically. Like that's to me that's the bigger drive is the genetics yeah, of like, it. A fire warrior is not going to become a great scientist because he does not have that same brain capacity. That's the same. A water cast cannot pick up a pulse rival and join a fire like a team just because they want to. Yeah. There's hundreds of years of genetic uh peaking yeah. as well as training that goes into it. Yeah. So well, and you have a good example of them breaking outside of their cast. Yeah, so there is, uh, Farsight has like his eight commanders, and one of them is an Earth cast scientist, and he's like in a battle suit. So there are examples of some interesting cross cast systems yeah. going on. Doesn't but mean you can't not, break out your cast, but not common, you stick with think. what you're good at. Yeah. yeah. Right? And so maybe if his, if his like enclave is allowed to survive for 10 more generations, maybe he'll allow cast mixing. Yeah. Right? Yeah. So we got three more questions here, and then we're going to be done. Uh, Chris asks, how often do orcs and Tau... How often have orcs and Tau have... How (laughs) often have orcs and Tau have encountered or clashed with each other? (laughs) Any legendary battles between the two? The the biggest one would just be check out Farsight. He has, like, this huge background of him fighting the orcs, and I think that was probably even, like, one of the most notable battles. But if you really want to get some more stuff, check out that. Uh, also, in the fourth edition codex, there's this awesome battle that happens between Un Shi and the orcs, where basically, like, 
Anxi is in like this small town that's like uh, cut off some, from all supplies for weeks and they're just being raided and raided by the orcs. And eventually like they, you know, at first they're holding the city walls and they get pushed back to like the next block. And then eventually they're fighting in like, uh, I forget what the building is, but like, yeah, they slowly get whittled down and whittled down. Like it's an awesome story. So go check it out mm. in the fourth edition codex, I believe. It's on a page. Mm. Yeah. Between. Also, I I think like Farside has he's probably fought orcs. He fought orcs enough to write a book about them. Yeah, right? exactly. Like he so. got his name Farsight from fighting orcs. So definitely go check out him. Go check out that other uh, short story, or message me privately. Me and this guy's been talking for a bit. <laughs> okay. he, he does a podcast by himself. He That's does right. a uh, I think it's called Starfinder podcast. No, what? You'll find that. But yeah, yeah he, he does a podcast and it was pretty enjoyable, actually. The the characters were pretty uh, quirky, which is good in a pot or in like character development. If you're bland, you're not very entertaining. But right. Yeah, he's a cool guy. Uh, next question. We got Richard. If humans are known to live inside the Tau Empire, how do the Tau deal with human psychers that appear? That's a good question. I've never considered it. Um, any initial thoughts? Uh, well, the easiest one is as soon as it turns dangerous, the tower are going to do their best to protect those around them. And yeah. if that means they've got to put the human down, they'll put the human down. I, I think that's probably the case. Mm-hmm. Um, but as long if what but, you're doing has a purpose and yeah. a use, the tower pro- they're going to use it because they yeah. use other uh, psychic sensitive races. Exactly. It's mm-hmm. just if you're if you're summoning demons on the pl- planet, yeah. sorry, you got to go. But like you said, <laughs> yeah, there are plenty of Xenos that have psychic powers that they utilize. Mm-hmm. Uh, yeah. Um, the last question we got is Matthew, how do Tao go number two whilst in Balasus? Uh, just like just, this, just like I did there in my pants. <laughs> it's quite simple. You kind of just release yeah, and now you got it. So, and then it filters through and then you eat it. Well, <laughs> the real question is how do you even know they excrete a solid waste? That's true. Yeah, it's true. Right. Like we have could no, sweat it out. Right. You like, could have jizz diet? hands. You have no idea. Uh, I don't I, I would imagine their diet consists like meat and vegetables. Like, yeah, they, we know they implies, have like an agricultural yeah. thing, and we yeah. know they used to live on plains because the fire warriors were hunt hunters. Animals, mm. so. so we know, like, you could assume they're omnivorous. Okay, yeah, so it's probably solid waste then. Probably, but owls um, oh, get right. rid of solid waste through their mouths. Yeah, and yeah. we exist on the same planet. Yeah, so yeah, no, you're who right. knows? You're right? Yeah, it's, who knows? It's in gas form. Um, you never know. <laughs> Maybe their body is perfect. So that's the episode. Uh, I know a couple times we mentioned we were going to talk Tower RPG. But Jordan this has been to a go, long episode so, either way. Um, maybe we'll do a bonus episode here, but we'll, we'll keep you guys posted. Eventually, it would be nice to tell you guys about oh, what's it, happened. We've got There's so many some good stories. Very yeah. amusing encounters. But yeah, thanks guys for listening. That was the Tower episode. Um, Hopefully, Eric. you enjoyed it, obviously. Uh, yeah. Such as all things we do. Um, again, one more time. Tell us your backstory of your army. We yeah. really want to hear about that. Yeah, yeah. And pictures of it, too. That'd be sweet. Oh, yeah. yeah. Pictures of and your model, backstories. And of your backstory. <laughs> of your backstory. Yeah. I'm going to say that one more time. That was a joke that I put in there. Mm. But it didn't do, translate over very well. It got lost from in translation. Tao to Haiku. Yeah, like, exactly. Yeah. yeah. <laughs> it's much funnier in Tao. <laughs> yeah, way, it fits way better. Yeah. <laughs> um, uh, I think it would be really funny. When we release this episode, we'll also put our Tao names on there, uh, just like yeah. on the on like our Facebook page yeah, or whatever, and then just yours. comment your face, your uh, Tao name. <laughs> yeah. Perfect. <laughs> That'll be funny. Um, other than that, hit us up on email, lorehammerpodcast at gmail.com. We've got our Facebook. Just search Lorehammer. Um, you got Twitter, Lorehammer 40K. Every once in a while, I like something. Yeah. And every once in a while, I post something. Uh, we've got Patreon. 
Uh, if you want to contribute to what we're doing, we're just trying to cover some basic costs, such as our annual subscription fees. Uh, we just want to do a couple housekeeping things with uh, making our room more soundproof and all jazz like that. Yeah, um, we've got a merchandise thing, Redbubble. If you Ooh, want some Red stuff Bubble. with a uh, somebody just bought a mug this morning. I know, actually. I saw that. Oh, oh cool. he sent us a message too. He did, actually, yeah. telling us about it, and yeah. I was like, awesome. He wants to drink liquor from that. That's cool. <laughs> yeah, he's like, I know it's a big truck cup to drink liquor from, but oh well. Yeah. He's like, like a, it a makes mug. painting easier. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> uh, yeah, so we've got merchandise if you want to buy that. Um, yeah. Other than that, as always, send us your messages. Yeah. The whole reason we do this is so we can engage with other people in the hobby. Yeah. So I guess cool, and we'll see you in uh, two weeks. Good times. Talk to you later. Peace out. <laughs>